It's not, it's out of our control. It's not like he wants to kill. He just doesn't want to die. You know what I'm saying? It's that, it's that situation when you got, we, we are living in a war zone. I feel like I could represent my generation so much because I honestly did not care whether I lived or died. But now, I cannot die. I can't leave until this straight. You know, I'm not suicidal. I'm not, I can't go until y'all really know what time it is. And then after that, boom, it's all over. And we can see, you know, how this fall. But that's how it is. And the reason being is because if I can't live free, if I can't live with the same respect as the next man, I don't want to be here. Because God has cursed me to see what life should be like. You was in the streets yesterday, man. <laughs> how was it out there, bro? Oh man, it was it was it was crazy, bro. Just to see all those people, man. It was it, it was it was dope to see. I ain't gonna lie, man. Just seeing uh, all those different people out there because I didn't expect it to be as as much like different people out there. I'm expecting it to be you know majority black, but it was it was a lot of different people out there, and uh, for the most part, it seemed authentic. So I was fucking with that. Yeah, and that's my thing. Um, I mean, we could talk about it a little bit more in the pot. It's like I feel like a lot of this outside conversation is coming from people that's not seeing it in the trenches. Like, of course, I haven't been out there, so I can't say I know exactly what's going on. But my thought is like, if you were out there, you see like how many people are really trying to affect change versus like being out there just busting up shit. Yeah, it start. It was like, cause I guess it was supposed to start off just people in the car, in their cars, and it was fam. It was just like endless cars. It was insane. It was insane. Mm. Just seeing all these people with their signs, just out here, just ready. Like, wait, it, wait people were protesting from their cars. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was. It was nuts. like a traffic stop, right? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was like they were stopping traffic and everything, and they were just like honking, and it it was it was insane just seeing all those people. But I didn't like I didn't see a lot of the uh, like the looting part of anything. I was kind of out of that part because the protests kind of separated in like a lot of different ways. So I didn't see the looting and shit like that. But yeah, I, I was seeing videos today, and yeah, it got it got pretty wild. Yeah. Um, what made you want to go out there? I mean, Christina was going to go and I was like, I'm, I'm just going to chill. And then I just seen all them cars like come up. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? It's like, I'm just hearing honking outside. And I'm like, damn, look, look at all these people. So I'm like, I want to go outside and see what it's about. And then I just see like the crowd moving. I'm moving. Let me be a part of it. I mean, like this is something. I feel like you want to be on the right side of history with this, especially if you're passionate everything like, on, on. like I just mm. it, it's something I want to be a part of and to say that I was there to witness it and it, it was dope man like just to see all those people it was that shit was dope I heard you read about some graphic tees from Urban Outfitters man I ain't do no <laughs> I ain't do I ain't do no no nothing but I'm also and we can talk about it on the pod I don't give a fuck Loot all that shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't care, bro. No <laughs> fuck, man. I don't, I don't yeah. care. I, I hate how they twisting that shit. I, I really hate how they. But we all knew that was gonna happen. So. Uh, shit. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Brazy Bunch Podcast. It's your boy Moose Mancino, aka I'm a young black man doing all that I can. 
And we have episode, uh, what is it, 73 or 74? I was way off last week. Oh, my bad about that. Uh, yeah, but we here, man. Civil Rights Pod, we here. We here for the, uh, you know, the activists and shit. We got your boy, uh, Don in the building. Yo, it's your boy Dona. Hey, anonymous. You know, don't look at my old tweets. I was just playing. So if, you, if you're looking, like, don't, don't, don't leak none of my old tweets, man. But I salute y'all. But I was just playing on my old tweets. Hey, we got uh, season the building. Yes, yes, yes. We is here, Potty Peter, like Poppy. Uh, everybody, beat your feet, not your meat. Hey, it's time to get active. Uh, man, it's your feet. <laughs> yeah, man, beat your feet, man. Feet to the concrete, man. Let's go protest. Beat your feet, not your me, man. Put it on a t-shirt. All right, man. Let's just get into it, man. Uh, for those who's listening, and we we gonna try to get into some some other stories, but we all know what's going on right now. Uh, it's craziness out here. Uh, just to start it off, you know the backstory. Um, George, is it George Floyd? Or, I keep calling him George Lloyd for some reason. It's George, George Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah, George Floyd, um, a man from Third Ward, Texas. Uh, he moved up to Minnesota recently. Um, was killed by an officer. They had his the officer uh, Chavin, I think his last name is. He had his knee on his neck for nine minutes, um, and ended up killing him. Um, this video that came out with this, and it just it just sparked outrage. Now the officer has been arrested and charged with third degree murder and manslaughter but we all know how that go we we just never know like what they gonna get like if they actually gonna convict them of this they came out with a medical report saying that uh floyd had you know some some conditions that could have caused it and that the asphyxiation didn't wasn't the cop's fault like he wasn't suffocated to death, pretty much saying that his heart conditions and stuff like that could have caused him to, you know, the distress could have caused him to die. So we know what they're going to what was going to happen with that. And um, yeah, so pretty much uh, he's been arrested. None of the other three cops have been arrested that were like kneeling on him as well. One was looking out. So two other cops were kneeling on him. Um, so that sparked protests all over the country which have become riots and well i'm not gonna say all of them have become riots it's it's definitely a lot of peaceful protests still out there but some of them have sparked into riots which have sparked into looting um a lot of stores are getting broken into um so yeah that's that's the backstory um i'm gonna let you know i guess we we just spend a little period Talking about how we feel about it in general, and then we'll get into the the nitty gritty and the details of everything. Uh, if one of y'all want to start it off, yeah, um, I'll kick it off. Um, I mean, this is a hundred percent a painful time for uh, black people in America. It just seems like every week, every month, it's a new story, it's a new incident, it's a you know, and we can't even get over you know, grieving one situation and being frustrated about that until, you know, something new, completely new of the same magnitude comes right back and hits us right in the face. Um, I, I think, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot. This really goes back to uh, the previous conversation we were having about basically about, you know, the outrage usually comes when there's video footage or photography of, you know, these crimes being committed, which, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's it, it's hard because it's so necessary to have this and put it out there in the world so to be seen so that everybody can be informed. Um, but it, it's almost at the point where it's like, do you really want to keep seeing this type of stuff? Like we really keep exposing ourselves to to watching people get murdered on on camera. And like I, I can say for myself personally, like I haven't viewed this view the video because it's just not something that i don't i'm I'm not personally okay with i'm not comfortable with it i don't want to make it i don't ever want to get to the point where it, it's just become the normal that i know i'm not going to be feel anything from and i try to keep that away from me if i can i i mean because if you if you know the outcome i don't i'm not going to sit there and, and watch uh, you know a man's last few moments of of his breath um it's just not something I can I can put myself in, but I mean it's it, it like it like people keep saying on social media. It's crazy how, um, you know you you just have to see things like if you compare, you know this to I, I'm sorry, uh, what's her name in Louisville? Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like that story is absurd. Like you feel like if you should be able to be safe in your home, but to be killed in your home, and it really wasn't. I mean, there was outrage and there was frustration, but it it wasn't the same because you nobody saw it mm. and it, it wasn't shareable, which I mean, deep down, that sucks because, you know, any murder should spark outrage, especially by the hands of the police, especially if you're in your home, not committing a crime at all. Like shit just went too far. But it, it just really shows that you have to be able to have this video, these photos to have this proof. And even if it does, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get justice. Mm. Okay, Donald, you got something? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm just, I hate, you know, that we have to continue, continually talk about uh, these type of things, man. I mean, it's just, this it's, it's, it's tiring. I mean, this whole week was, it was tough, man. It was tough. Um, I know it was uh, tough for a lot of people. Um, people just feeling. Hopeless, man. People, people are angry. They tired. They pissed off. You know what I'm saying? This is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so much frustration and it just makes you feel, you know, I don't even know how you look forward when things like this happen, man. Like for real, this shit is, it's annoying. It's, 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 it's frustrating. And, um, Salute to everyone that's out there, you know, pro- protesting, you know what I'm saying, um, um, fighting this. And, and we, we just got to send a message, man. We, we, we got to send a message. It's, it's, it's not about, you know, us as black people, we shouldn't be looking at the message and try to dissect it and try to, you know, break it into different groups and, and, and try to throw out different cons out there. I mean... It's a message, man. No, no matter what it is, if 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 if, if looting's the message, if, if 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 violence is the message, is if peaceful protesting is the message, it's it's all one message that needs to be sent to America so that y'all can look yourselves in the mirror and see what the fuck is happening. Cause this shit, we we can't keep doing this shit, man. This shit's been happening for over hundreds of years. And it's the same fucking thing. And niggas is tired of that shit. And it's just good to see people coming together and just, 
not just black people, but all different races coming together and, and showing America like, yo, fuck this. We're not taking this shit no more. We're not turning the other cheek. We're not doing this, you know, just letting y'all continue to do what the fuck you going to do. We're sick of this shit. That man was like, fam, he had his knee on that man's neck for just taking the life. That's that's a life right there, man. And it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm real pissed about it. I have a daughter that has so many years to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all don't have kids, but y'all got, y'all got young family. Y'all got friends with kids. We all feeling how this affects our future, man. And it's just, it's frustrating, honestly. That's just how I feel. I'm just, I'm, I'm pissed at talking about this shit, but it needs to be talked about and the message needs to be out there. No, that was well said, man. Uh, I, I can definitely appreciate that message. Uh, as far as me, man, um, I kind of, kind of uh, mirror the sentiments of both of y'all, man. It's just you get tired of it, bro. I mean, we talked about this now. Uh, I mean, this didn't happen, but we had another incident happen, and we had the uh, Ahmaud Arbery. Like, look how fast like the shit happens. Like, just what two weeks ago, a week ago, we were talking about it, Ahmaud Arbery and how sick and disgusting that was making us feel. And now we have another thing and another thing. And it's just like, bro, when is enough enough? That's why I'm like, bro, if we don't wake up and see why these riots are happening and the anger and pain of everybody having to see this shit every day, then mm. like, what the... Like, what do you expect people to do when they backed up against the corner like this, man? We don't have nothing else to do. What, we just gonna let this shit ride all the time? And just keep talking about it and saying, well, let's boost the message on social media. Let's get out and vote. Let's do this. Which are all good good methods to getting change. But that's not, sometimes a nigga gotta be worried about you rising up and taking over. Mm-hmm. At some point, like when Dr. King and all them was happening. Yes, the the marches, the boycotts, and all that were effective tools of change. But what was also an effective tools of change was a riot. When Rodney King got beat, when uh, Latasha Harlins got shot in the uh, convenience store, when Martin Luther King got murdered, with all of his methods and all that stuff, the non uh, non violence and all that, he was murdered. And what did people do? They stood up for him and rioted in Detroit and other big metro areas in the United States. So it it has to be all these things. They has to be. They have to feel our anger at some point, because we've been disenfranchised in this country for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And like I keep seeing this message that's resonating. It's just like they're lucky that all we want is to be civil. All we want is equal rights. If we wanted revenge, it would go a lot uh, it would go a lot worse than what it's going right now. Because we they owe us some shit. Yeah. It's it's also crazy cuz it's I mean it's you can only push people into a corner and disrespect them so much and and after a certain point everybody lashes out. No matter what type of situation this you are in, if you push somebody into a corner and you disrespect them enough, everybody's going to get to their breaking point and they're going to push back. And and this is an instance where all all people want is some justice. All we've ever been asking for is justice. Hold these individuals accountable. Don't let them roam the streets. Don't say you're just going to look into it. Don't say don't force us to apply pressure on you to have an investigation. It shouldn't take three days for you guys to decide to arrest this man. And 
press charges. Like, I, I, yes, they did say that in Minnesota, that knee technique, whatever, is for some reason legal. Why do you need to continue to apply pressure to a man's neck with your knee if they're already arrested? He's laying on. He's he's at he's in no harm to you. He can't hit you. He can't bother you. The first thing, best thing he can do is spit on you. And then what? This man is laying on the ground. You don't need to put your body weight on him. It shouldn't take three days for you guys to decide we're going to press some charges just because the great people of Minneapolis decided we're just going to start fucking this shit up. And that's that's literally what it took to get people's attention. It's it's nuts. We shouldn't have to we, we, we shouldn't have to resort to chaos. We shouldn't have to resort to burning neighborhoods. We shouldn't have to resort to destruction, basically trying to cause unrest to be seen and be heard. We have voices, too, and we should be able to use them just peacefully, just like everybody else. Yeah, that's facts. Um, I think people like you saying, man, we sh- we shouldn't have to do this, but it's come to a point that we have to now. Like it's like it, people tired of seeing their brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers. They tired of seeing them murder, bro. Like people won't know. It's like one of those things where you don't know how much that affects you until it hits you, like hits your family. Like imagine your father or your brother or anybody dying because of some because of a police action. Because they just felt like they that was gonna be the day that they had to take it too far. None of this shit had to happen. It was four of them, bro. And I I really feel like deep down that us as you know black people we had gotten so well at dealing with the disappointment. We had gotten so well with dealing with seeing this trauma, seeing these deaths on camera on on a consistent basis, knowing we weren't gonna get justice that. It, it didn't really hit us or affect us that much, but it, this week has felt like the longest, most draining week ever. But I, I think that everyone who saw what what you know, what happened in that video and what followed it up the road, the protest, the rioting, people really getting upset, that opened up the doors to people really allowing themselves to feel and address how they really felt not just about this murder but all the other murders that they had been seeing on social media that they heard about that they knew weren't getting justice and that's where all this frustration is coming out people had this built up and they we all thought we were okay and this is showing us that we weren't okay at all and we're finally being able to let this all out and it's being on the front street right now mm-hmm. yeah um i guess like the next thing we can kind of discuss is the looting because that's a big narrative that's coming out of this shit. Um, me for one, uh, like we, I think we kind of discussed a little bit before the pod started. I don't, I don't give a fuck about niggas looting, honestly. Uh, I don't know, you know, I'm not gonna go out there and steal anything. Um, I just feel like I'm not in a position where I need to steal things, but there are people that are in a position where they need to steal things. I'm not saying it's right, but they created this. And as far as looting, this whole country is looted. We didn't own this country. The white folks didn't own this country when they got there. They looted it from the Indians. Like they had us working unpaid internships for 400 years talking about looting. And we we worried about their businesses and stuff. They built these they built these businesses on the backs of us. And we we got this old massive business getting burned down. Fuck that business, man. I don't give a fuck about that business. They don't man, want man. you in there half the time. <laughs> that's that's real shit. And then people talking about 
hey, don't don't destroy your community. Don't do all that. As as black people, we don't even really own the shit in our community. Like, what what, what, are you what black about? community we have in Chicago? <laughs> Name one. Hey, the West Side. Shit. The low end, you, and niggas ain't destroying the low end. So <laughs> what the fuck? Like what you? This this is whole soft shoe ass shit gotta stop, bro. Nobody give a fuck about no business. We so uh, we so much of a capitalist society where we care so much. We value businesses and money over black lives. This message about us being killed on a day to day basis by people that are there to protect us and we the, the first thing that come out of our mouths are well I don't agree with the looters who gives a fuck <laughs> that's real shit hey real like, shit if I, I'm, I'm not gonna if, if I'm out there and niggas looting I'm not gonna block my blessing God put me there for a reason I need I need a new MacBook guess what I'm gonna get I'm gonna get me a new MacBook shit, I'm, I'm like it, like you said like I'm not I'm not trying to go out there stealing shit it, it's just I mean it, that's just me. But oh, hey, if niggas want to come up on some shit, hey, do that. It's all about sending a fucking message, man. And, if, yeah. and, and, and the biggest message is to these fucking people in power is money. That's 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 the only thing that they give a fuck about. They don't give a fuck about lives. They, they give a fuck about power and money. So, hey, we're we going to take that shit from you. We're going to show you what, what we really about because we at war right now. And yeah. if you on the other side, you the enemy. We don't give a fuck. Anyone can get it at this point. Definitely, definitely, definitely not saying go outside with the intention of your sole purpose of looting. If that's what you want, if you're just trying to come up with some free clothes, stay home. You you're not doing anything. You're not, and and it is it is different people out there. It's rioters, it's protesters, and it's looters. And we unfortunately we can't separate all three when you see the crowds because they everybody just blends together and they're just going to put it on, you know they're going to call everybody an uncivilized protester when that's not even the case. There are people out there who are just looking to hit licks. There are people who are like, yo, I need a new air fryer. Where's bed, bath and beyond. Let's somebody throw a trash can through the window so I can go snatch that shit. Like that's the real thing. But honestly, if, if people are stealing and people are breaking into places, these are billion million dollar corporations. They will be okay. None of that shit matters. Everything uh, iPad is replaceable, a MacBook is replaceable, an air fryer is replaceable, some fucking towels, all replaceable. Uh, stores can be, they have insurance that glass can get put back in, everything can be replaced. Lives can't be replaced. That man's life cannot be replaced. That man's life cannot come back. His family's life will never be the same. Their hurt cannot be replaced. Their pain, their suffering, their tears can't be replaced. That's there forever. So fuck those windows, fuck the stores, fuck the electronics. It is what it is. That's exactly, right. man. And it's just like, bro, your life, think about how much things, how many meaningful relationships you've had in your life, how many great experiences you've had in your life, how much time your parents have put into raising you, how much time your your sisters or your brothers then put into your relationship. For that to be snatched away for nonsense, it's nuts, bro. It's nuts. So that's what I'm saying. The loom shit don't mean anything to me, bro. It really does not, bro. Like, it's one, like, with the police, you can only do so much. If if I'm peacefully protesting, it was this guy that was peacefully protesting, had a mask on and everything, had his hands up walking back. Uh, uh, police took his mask off and sprayed him in the face uh, with some mace. For what? Nothing. But imagine if he banged on that cop. That's a felony. 
So if I can't get my get back on you directly, I'm going to take it out on my environment, what I see. I'm going to try to find some way to let you know that I don't fuck with you and like some some, some shit has to change. Cuz I'm not I mean, I'm not I'm not for people rioting. Like, I don't want this to become a riot. I don't want it to become a looter. I mean, a looting situation. But it's just like, bro, what can you do? You can't shoot back at the cops. You can't hit a cop. Like, what are you going to do? It has to be a way where you can vent your frustration. And all this talking hands up, if you're going to hit me in my mouth anyway, oh, some shit has to happen, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, they still running over motherfuckers that's peacefully protesting. Mason niggas that's peacefully protesting. Hitting them with rubber bullets. There's white people out there. Salute all my white uh, allies and shit out there. Losing eyes and shit like that. Black people losing eyes and different shit. They tell somebody that was just driving home. They didn't have nothing to do with it. And it's, 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 I mean, the worst part is, like, the police aren't out there just making sure trying to keep order they're causing the chaos they're 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 picking people they're shoving individuals they're throwing people around they're causing more harm than they are doing good like you're showing us now instead of you know sure make sure that the chaos make sure people aren't fighting make sure that you know shit isn't going amok do your thing but when you come on to these protests and you're you're the aggressor you're the one who you are you have your privilege everybody knows that we can't fight the police and what, so you already have that on your side. Why are you dis- Why are you being disrespectful? Why are you pushing us around? Why are you shoving us? Especially all of these have been peaceful protests. If things get out of hand, still, you have the law on your side. You have numbers. You have no reason to be disrespectful. You have no reason to lash out at everybody. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that's why I'm not mad at the writing, too. People have to understand that it has to be a message sent that this shit can go left. If you push us too far right now, if we just peacefully protesting why they hitting us in the mouth and shit, they like, well, they can't do shit. So it has to be something said that if y'all go too far, we will flip this bitch upside down. And that's and what I think this looting and shit is doing. I, I keep I keep seeing people, you know, want to tweet, you know, if you see the police killing me, don't, you know, don't just record it, do something, get them off me. I don't want people to go by that because we know what's going to happen if you do that. Like if you, if you really try to rush a cop from to stop them from, if the, you see them doing harm to someone, it's going to be multiple people dead and they're going to say they were in the right because you attacked them. And I, I, for me personally, I feel like, especially when it comes to those videos, I get fearful. I'm like, I don't, I'm sure everybody else has seen the video of the guy on his front lawn, the, six police officers with their guns drawn as he's laid on his stomach with his hands in the air. And the woman was recording it, screaming at him and they pushed over his grandma. Mm -hmm. Like that video scares me because you know that even as somebody who's recording it, your reaction and the way that you, even if you're just watching can they're going to get jumpy. And that situation go from very calm and very, you know, simple. One, they shouldn't have been on him like that. They, If that man is on his stomach, hands out, you don't need six officers with your guns out. But you already know if you have, know, they're, know they're being recorded, you're screaming at them, they're they're probably going to get jumpy and they're already trigger happy. Or, so you don't, I, I don't know. It's scary. It's scary to think that we have to be the ones who, even as the victims, we have to be emotionally composed. Even as the witnesses, we're supposed to remain composed to not make them feel uncomfortable for people who 
went to got training to do this job and asked to be in these situations and now they're they basically need a perfect setting for them to behave and half the time they're still not even doing that it's nuts yeah i'm sorry that that pushing over grandma shit that that shit was nuts bro because any any situation like that in the streets if a street nigga pushed over somebody grandma they getting fucking murked bro on spot that's that's real shit and it's like they do it and they just they they literally show it's not a single one of them have compassion they don't you don't see them calling each other out you don't see them pulling one to the side you don't you don't see any of that in the video like there should be some accountability somebody of those 10 officers who bum rushed knocked that lady down to to handcuff that man should have pushed that officer out the way should have gotten his face should have done something why don't we see why don't we ever see officers holding other officers accountable when they're doing some bullshit that's something that we never see at all yeah and that that was uh it, this is kind of unrelated but that's what's kind of um, I kind of was talking about last week when you see white people start to get affected by it. I don't know if I talked about it on here or I just had a private conversation. But when you see white people start to get affected, that's what's going to bring about the, or other people of other races, mainly white people, um, get affected by it. That's what's going to bring change because white people don't like seeing other white people being hurt. They don't like seeing other white people getting pushed down like that old white man getting pushed down. Look, look at the comments on that video. Like, now it's condemning the police. Like, why would y'all do that? Like, he was just standing in the street. Yeah, uh, that's what true allyship is, man. And that's why I, I saluted all all my white people out there, all the people of other races out there, because we started this fight for civil rights. And and I'm not trying to do a we was first type thing, but we started for it. And it, it's it's dope to see people recognize like how how far we've pushed that civil rights and how how much we fought for it in this country, and to have our backs when it's time for us to to really ride right now. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I don't know, bro. It's like, we can, we can keep talking and talking and it's just like, when is it going to change? Like it's, it's been so long. We have such a deep history of racism and, you know, and inequality, uh, that it's going to take a lot to, to fix, but you just, the thing that is kind of getting to me is these fucking soft shoe ass coons in our, in our, uh, in our race. Um, you see it with uh, you got Shamik Moore, uh, and I'm, we can address each one like uh, quickly or whatever y'all want to do. But Shamik Moore pretty much uh, was like one of the first people to get outed. Um, y'all may know him. He was in Dope. He was the main character in Dope. He is the voice of uh, Spider Man in uh, Spider Verse movie, uh, Into the Spider Verse or whatever it's called. Um, pretty much his message was that black people need to learn how to be nicer to the police. He said he went to a military academy and it's all about how you handle that situation. Uh, as far as like you not being harmed and you not being killed. Um, do you have any thoughts on that first? Man, I, he deserved to get his ass beat by the community. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm dead ass. I want the community to beat that nigga's ass just real quick. Cause that's the like, fam. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, fam? That nigga said Rosa Parks should have took a cab. Yeah, yo, yo, He was like, this? yes, he was like, yeah. what y'all, what y'all didn't know is there was a black-owned cab company down there. Why didn't? It was like, what? <laughs> you gonna tell Rosa Parks to take a cab? Man, man, man. I don't I don't understand why it's people lean and expect us to just be 
willing and, and just roll over to the police. Like it it doesn't make sense. We white people can spit at the police, they can yell, raise their voice, they can react to whatever the type of way, and for some reason the police never feel threatened. But That's I'm crazy but, thing, bro. But I have to put on my work voice and put my hands on the steering wheel and not make any sudden movements because for some reason they are automatically walking up to me with a sense of fear that does not make sense. We that we can't change that shit. You're asking me to what do you like? How am I supposed to make fix them and make them comfortable? I can't. That's that's outside of anything that I can do. That's internal. That's to do with them. Like I don't tell me to be nicer to the police because most of the time I'm avoiding the police, not bothering them, not trying to get in the way because I don't even want to have that interaction. Yeah, and that's not our job. They pick that job. Yeah. It's like if you go to the army, you can't be like, hey, terrorists, I want y'all to be uh... <laughs> like, like you pick that job, bro. You you can't be no pussy to be a police officer. I'm sorry. God damn. Like me being black does shouldn't affect how you go about your job. You pick that job. If you don't know how to uh, just do your job, whether I'm black, white, Mexican, no matter what I am, uh, get another job. Work at Starbucks or some shit. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, tired it. of that shit, bro. You ain't built for it. It's really real. Some of these officers, they there are people who became cops because they for the right reasons. They want to help people, they want to help their communities, they they want to, you know, serve justice. Perfectly fine. There are also a large majority of these officers who joined for the wrong reasons. And it shows on a daily basis. Some people just want that power. And what we see on a daily basis is cops don't Cops don't look at themselves as people. Cops don't treat us as people. They look at themselves as enforcers. And it's, I have the power, so you have to do what I say, regardless of the situation. All humanity, all respect thrown out the window. And this shit is nuts. Like you, even though you, you are an officer, and it's even if I did do a crime, even if I, you know, you're giving me a ticket, you don't have to be an ass about it. You don't have to have an attitude. You don't have to be, you don't have to disrespect me. And then cops always want to try this thing where, they want you to do something as if you can really retaliate. It's stupid. Yeah. And kind of going back to your old point about like white people, how they act with the police. Look at all the videos coming out with the the protests and the riots and stuff like that. Like who has been the great, like who has been doing most of this crazy shit, talking to crazy. I I saw a white person tell the police to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Old video. (laughs) And nothing happened, but he was just like, Oh, okay. Fam, uh, de-escalate on his dick. Yeah, de-escalate on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Any nigga like saying that easy. close to that, yo, yeah, you, you you getting up out of here. Okay, but here's the thing. We, why the fuck do the police get so upset with words? Like, they really get bothered. Yeah, you can be like, yo, you can yell at the police and they will literally act like you put hands on them. <laughs> like you should there's no way shape or form should you get that rather where you run up and you put hands on me because you're upset with something i said because they hoes man that's it the simple really is. Oh. because Without i mean that badge put, and that gun they pussies they yeah. pussies at the end of the day when you put in a position where you can do anything and kind of get off like you just feel like a big man it's just like shit now i can do whatever uh, and then now you making small things big things like that man that was standing on the hood like that's not a big thing get him down whatever if you arrest him whatever they t- took this nigga out like fucking <laughs> like he just murdered like 10 people I was like what the fuck is this 
So I don't know, but let's let's move on to the next fucking soft shoe ass nigga, Lil Wayne. Uh, Wayne Wayne has been doing this for years. It's never called out because I mean we respect his rapping ability, but it's it's time that we call this nigga for what it is. This nigga has been soft shoeing because he got some white fans. He um he he has I forget what the first thing he he talked out about. But this time he was like, the, we need to blame ourselves for not doing more to follow up uh, on like tweets or wearing shirts. And he's just going to pray for us. He's out of touch, man. That nigga, he's been, I feel like he's been just out of touch his whole life that he doesn't know what it's like to be just a regular black person. Just, just, being, just being in the entertainment industry from when you're, well, like 13 he's just which makes no sense because if if he's really from new orleans if he's really you know still sticking around his people you would think he would have better sense than what he does but he seems like he's just out of this shit man like he's i don't know how you get so far out of touch honestly i don't i don't even like know that. if it's i don't know if it's because of his fan honestly i just think that the reason that we some people you just know to ignore. And I, Lil Wayne is one of those people to ignore. Like when shit go, when shit is going on, it's like Dave Chappelle with Ja Rule. No one is like, yo, what the fuck does Lil Wayne think? Like, please ask Lil Wayne. Like, we don't mm-hmm. need that. So we, we've come to accept like, yeah, you make great music. You do these things, but you aren't the political activist. You aren't the person that we need these statements from. And yeah. I, I think he's just 100% out of touch. And he's not... When he says these things, I don't hold them against him. I don't think he's doing it for trying to hold on to a particular audience. I just think that's how he feels. And if he's not in certain rooms where, you know, real conversations are being had, then I mean, who, what are we supposed to do? Like people should be educating him and people should be helping to get his mind right about this shit. But if people aren't, then his mindset isn't going to change. There are people who agree with him and people who feel just how he feels. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, he was wrong for what he said and his beliefs, but I mean, that's him. Yeah. And so the thing with me is like, I don't, I don't care if you feel that way. You don't have to vocalize that. Anything that's going against the progression of black people, sit down, shut up and keep that shit to yourself. Like, and that, the, the, way you saying that somebody hasn't educated him, I feel like he had he had Dr. Dre on like his little Toonchi radio show or whatever it's called. Um, and that was a prime opportunity for somebody to for Dre to step out and be like, yo, I didn't agree with what you said. Because this is how it's going to affect people. Because what white people going to do is they're going to take what Lil Wayne said and be like, well, look at this black person. He feels like this. Not all black people feel should feel like this. Yeah. Because he's a prominent figure in, in black culture. And it's just like, bro, we have to start calling these niggas out. Like, niggas shouldn't be just OGs just because they lasted a long time in the game. What has Lil Wayne done for black people? That's, oh. how, <laughs> that's who we should consider like an OG. Yeah, and niggas are scared to check Wayne because they consider him an OG. I think I, I think it's different though. I think w- when it comes to music, you get that OG status based off of your achievements. Basically, what have you done in your craft? I think it's two different OGs when it comes to hip hop. 
Um, yeah, there, there's OGs based off of your achievements, and it's OGs based on how what your how what your longevity has looked like. How have you been able to expand? Like Killer Mike, I would say Killer Mike. I don't. I'm not gonna say he's a a, a hip hop OG just off of catalog and music, or even a uh, fuck uh, Trey. Trade the truth, like, like I wouldn't say like old oh, greatest rapper, real OGs, but the the shit that they do for their communities, that's you know the the way they use their voices, they're a different type of OG, and we it's okay to separate it. No, I, yeah. I feel that. What do y'all yeah. feel about uh uh Killer Mike and you know, Ti? Man, it's Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> So man. let me explain it before we go into it. Yeah. Uh, so killer, they. Oh my they bad. Pro- I'm gonna cut you off real quick. One yeah. last thing: these people who are uh, trying to interview people know who you're talking to. Fat Joe knew better than to ask Lil Wayne that question because <laughs> you can see it on his face, like he regretted that shit. Because the way that he was, you can tell when someone like they knows they're hearing a stupid answer, and it's like I'm just gonna nod my head and like try to word it in a good way to save you face. And then you double down on it again. I'm sorry, Fed Joe. You should have known 100% better not to ask Lil Wayne that type of shit. People need to know who to ask these questions to so we don't have this stupid information out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Killer Mike and T.I. were brought on to calm the niggas um, when the riots start happening in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, Killer Mike get up there. He talking about his dad was a cop and um, that we need to strategize and this ain't the way and stuff like that. T.I. get on there talking about some Wakanda bullshit, talking about like Atlanta is Wakanda. We can't be doing this. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Bro. <laughs> what y'all got to say on these niggas? Yo, it, it, honestly, I, Killer Mike was saying some what well, he was saying. We need to plan prepare like strategize that. yeah i was like cool but ti tried to hit the little the, the mic drop walk off hey man this uh we own this here okay when we went safe no wealth we had here atlanta wakanda and he just like walked off it's like yo first and foremost <laughs> his shirt was nuts he had three different patterns on everything I'm more about, outraged about that shirt than anything <laughs> Everything about T.I.'s presence looked crazy. But the mic drop to this is Wakanda. Wakanda's not real. Like, why are you? T.I. too old for this. Stop working. (laughs) (laughs) They need to find Atlanta needs to find new representation. Killer Mike is fine. Please stop running to T.I. Please stop running to T.I. Yeah. And you know what? It, It brings up a good conversation because, um, uh, a lot of people talking about black businesses and um, about them getting looted and everything like that. And, and like my opinion on that is I I would not like for black businesses to be looted because I, I I do believe black businesses, you know, they are our cornerstone. Like if, if we do want to get power, we need black businesses. But I, I, I don't like how some of these celebrities are going about it, man. Like it's it's so it's so nat like like the dream talking about a hey, d- don't don't fuck up my shop. You, you send my kids back and all like nigga, shut the fuck up. Shut, shut the fuck up. Like you you have you have money, your kids are good, it's it's a shop. Like stop it. You 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 missing the message. And I, I just hate these. Ah, these cooning ass motherfuckers not understanding what it's a, really about. They, they're just not getting it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I, 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 I don't know, man. And and, and Ti is goofy as fuck, man. Dude, don't don't bring that. That's, that's just that's just fucking ridiculous. Black you know Panther. what it is? Um, I, I, I'm kind of peeping from the don't mess up our black community in our shops thing. I think we value we we because of the way America is set up and it's such a capitalist society, we see our value as how much money we have or how much capital we have. Because once we start getting more money, then we're like white folks. Then we feel or then we feel we're like white folks. We're not really because they'll call you nigga just like they call anybody else a nigga. Yeah. Um but they feel like if they start to lose that capital, if they start to lose that, then they on the same shit as us. Like, like so it's just like, bro, don't don't fuck up my standing in America. Um that they built on on the backs of other people. So it's just like, bro, and the whole Wakanda shit, this is far from Wakanda. The that it's like an oxymoron kind of because the whole appeal of Wakanda is a black culture and society that's never been touched by white people that was able to use its natural resources to become uh, you know, the best society in the world or whatever. This is not Wakanda. We've been shipped here and made to work for free. And um, there's so many injustices and hung. And, uh, like, bro, this is the opposite of Wakanda. Even Atlanta. They could talk all that all that black excellence in Atlanta shit all they want to. But you get caught in the streets on the wrong in the wrong neighborhoods or the, on the wrong, you know, part of Georgia. Then, like, what the... F- bro, you, they have to see that their experience is not the black experience. They've been very lucky to be rich. They've been very lucky to have money. They still, of course, they still gonna have instances where they feel like, you know, they black. They understand they're black. But to be in the shoes of a man who's not as wealthy as you, to be in the streets of impoverished neighborhoods and have to deal with the police and have to deal with, you know, other things that's going on in their neighborhood, that gets frustrating. And that's why people are lashing out. Not just because of the br- brutality. It's like life as a black man in this country is tiring, bro. Fam, wasn't T.I. was arrested outside of his community because the security guard wouldn't let him in because they didn't think he lived there like two years ago. Like, exactly. I, it, it, <laughs> the shit don't make sense. I mean, and, and back to the point about the black businesses, it's, it's hard. And, and I think now isn't the time for that conversation. But a conversation could be had about the value that we place on black business. Now, I'm, I'm glad that people are coming together and we're really trying to make sure that those stay untouched um, because they should Ro- protest properly, get the big corporations. They will make it back. These smaller businesses, these black businesses, who knows what will happen if they get touched? They might not make it. They might not be able to restore order. Um, but there are you know, people who are infiltrating into these protests just there to spark the chaos. And they don't they don't know the value of our stuff like we do. And they might be the ones to, you know, throw something through that window. But us as people, we need to not see it as an opportunity to to get something that we wanted for free. But we should come together and, and prevent that from escalating any further. Yeah. And we need to at this point let's let's give a challenge to the people that feel like we do that feel tired of this shit. Once this shit is over, if you see a black business struggling, donate some money, buy something from them. Like let's get yeah. them back on our feet because now we okay, but th- now we supporting y'all, but 
it, we also have to question how much are those black companies or black businesses supporting us? Because it could just be another another company making money. Um, I mean, with a black owner, but all oh, kinfolk, not skinfolk, bro. That's true. Like yeah. some some of these black businesses don't give a fuck about us. And it's hard. And it's hard because I mean, yes, we should all be behind black businesses, black black entrepreneurs, but and we should try to spend our money with you know the black people if we can. But it's it's not all of the businesses are great, which is fine because not all other businesses, all white businesses are great, and we stay away from them as well. So I mean, as much as we should try to spend our money black if we can. We should we as long as we're not we don't want to see harm done to these businesses. We don't want to see people taken out of you know the business world for nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um it's it's a lot of other things going on. Girl crying over the Gucci store, Shekinah. I don't know. Like, it's a lot of fuckery going on. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Uh girl crying because the Lucy, uh, Gucci store got looted. Um, like it's a lot of stuff going on. I, I don't know if we'll be able to cover everything. I saw they looted on 2K. That, that was nuts. <laughs> Did y'all see that? Wait, they looted on 2K? Yeah. Yes. They looted the stores on 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual looting? Yes. Yeah. I don't I don't even know how they did that. Yeah, like I don't know if they put a code in or what, but like all the windows were broken in the one. <laughs> and then they had like a protest where everybody's wearing black and not playing no games. <laughs> Just that in the park. <laughs> that nigga Ronnie 2K losing his mind. <laughs> These animals. <laughs> Deductive VC and shit. <laughs> oh shit, but yeah, it's it's been a wild week, man. And um uh, we'll probably have the, you know, it'll probably still be going on next week, so we'll probably touch on it a little bit more next week. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we forgot to cover uh, Des Bryant. Oh, we, well, while we're on the list, let's just run down the rest okay. of the, let's let's run down the rest of the, the, the coons. Uh, <laughs> Des Bryant let it, put out a tweet that said, I never let racist white people make me forget about the dope white people that I know exist. I love y'all. 100 emoji, flex emoji. So fuck. You know that meme when uh, what's Buddy's name from Juski when he like looking up from his phone? <laughs> That's him uh, hoping the front office see that. Like Cowboys. <laughs> he he sent that to Jerry Jones directly. Nah, I love you, man. I love you. You you need me to stand outside the stadium? <laughs> yeah, fuck that nigga, Des man. We already knew he wasn't for the people. That my, is the- my thing is. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not one of those people that you say some one thing fucked up and I'm gonna cancel you forever. I don't believe in that, but I do think you need to be held accountable and called out, which most people are doing. Go ahead, my bad. <laughs> nah, he's he need his ass whooped. <laughs> he he need like he need his ass beat for this. This nigga, he is showing CTE. Somebody test him, please. What are you don't make the racist people what does that even mean? Like in the midst of the chaos, you'd be like, you know what? They not all bad. Look at Brad. I love Brad. <laughs> that's it. That's, if that's, Des Bryant seen some of the headlines and articles written about him, like when he punches mama and shit like that, then I guarantee you'll have a change of heart. Mm-hmm. Calling his mama's all types of crackheads and all types of shit, bro. Like people just don't get it. I, like he's really don't know here for you to write that. I truly don't know. Yeah, so uh, one of the 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 things has that's been messing people up too is doubling down. Like when they get called out, um, it's 
it's been some people which you know how you have like a, a artist or somebody that you like that you mess with that you hope doesn't say, you know you hope don't say anything crazy larry june is one of those people he his his message pretty much was on the token of pretty much everybody like don't burn down the businesses and stuff like that he didn't really double down. He tried to correct himself, which I feel like is the right way to do it. If you get called out for saying something stupid, don't double down. Two people to double down on what they said, Desi Banks and uh, B. Simone. Man, okay, first, Desi Banks didn't even double. That nigga quadrupled down. Yes. <laughs> and he, he lost 500,000 followers in one day. Damn. God damn. Yeah. So it's just like you too, like niggas would not be as upset if you just was like, all right, my bad. Um, let me just like educate myself or just like, my, oh, my bad. You know, maybe you guys feel a different way. Um, you know, it's all about a conversation. If you had the humility enough to do that, but for you to come back and say, no, nah, this is how I feel. And this is why. And this is why people people not going to fuck with that. It's also worse because they also they they always hit you with the nah nah nah. I hear y'all though, but for real, this is like this is what I'm saying. Like I don't think y'all understand me, and it's like I hear what you're saying to me, but I don't think y'all get what I'm saying. So I'm here's here's me saying it again, and then again, and then he tried to slip. Nah, I got a kid now. No, don't try to bring your kid into this for sympathy. That's not the, that's not a get out of jail card. Fam, you yeah. you realize how how funny you really are <laughs> when you say some fucked up shit. You lose five hundred thousand. Them skits not that funny, bro. <laughs> we, we we good without them skits. Shit, if Dave, say Dave Chappelle said that shit, he might not lose five hundred thousand. <laughs> no real shit. Niggas I'll might be, like, be trying to justify. Well, maybe. <laughs> hey, he got a bigger point. Just just, just wait for a stand up. He, he gonna explain. <laughs> That that nigga that nigga Drewski was at the crib talking about nah looking at his phone like nah we just gonna wait this shit out. The funniest <laughs> part about the Desi shit is the next day he got on the uh, he got on the what's name with an apology which is decent like he made some solid points but he was like man I was talking to the elders <laughs> talking to the OGs <laughs> man. talking to the elders hey you 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 all you can tell what the apology videos be they always be sitting in a car just like looking around talking to their phone just trying yeah. to sound sad like they've been. They've been they ain't like they lost sleep over the shit. Yeah, he said he was sitting in the car since like nine o'clock, and it was at that point it had to be like two. <laughs> and why did he post that picture with Rosa Parks and them marching? That yeah, I seen that. That was the wild part. No, nah, let's do this. You ain't see it? Oh, you talking about this is a protest, not this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that 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 meme is pissing me off too because if you fast forward maybe thirty minutes. <laughs> After that, picture, the niggas get beat the fuck out. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to keep getting beat down. Fuck that. Dicky V accent talking about we need another Martin Luther King. So y'all yeah, niggas killed the first one. Yeah, like stop. Yeah. And the I thing is, man. Have- Go ahead, my brother. Oh, I'm gonna say like people need to stop saying that. And that's uh, saying we need a new Martin Luther King is a cop out for basically saying we want y'all to like. Not, yeah, we want y'all to settle down and go inside and not, basically be upset in silence. Yeah, and we're not saying nothing against Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was a huge help to you know obtain our rights during the during the civil war, uh, civil rights era. But we tried that. We tried accent. 
and we keep marching and we keep making videos and we keep protesting. We were trying at that point. Now we tired of doing this. Like Cap was trying to do that. Cap was just kneeling down on the ground. Y'all was calling him all types of niggas and all types of shit. Like y'all think we're gonna do that again? No, nah, that time is over. <laughs> and I really, I don't, I don't like somebody. Some article, some person was like, "Now is the perfect time to sign him." Fuck that! No. Yeah, what? yeah, Who fuck is that. Thinking about this shit right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. I was like, this is absurd, and that's that. No. No, somebody was like, "Yo, the Minnesota Vikings should sign him." Like that's Jesus. like Cap, like Cap getting signed is gonna call everybody. Oh. oh no! Okay, we good now. Where's that tweet? I, I, <laughs> I want to comment. I, I need to comment under that tweet. I, honestly, I think it was an article. All right. Uh, it was on CNN. Uh, but to what's the name's point? Uh, we kind of skipped over her. B. Simone pretty much had a, another sentiment that's going around saying that we need to be godly and not uh, and not riot and do all this other stuff. And I struggle with this because you know we we all love God and all that. Um, but at what point? Do we feel like God wants us to sit here and suffer? Like what? I feel like it's a subset of people that think that we somehow are facing punishment for something we did in a previous life or something else. Like, do you really think God will want us to sit here and keep seeing our brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers killed? And you think he's just like, well, y'all had it coming. Mm-hmm. This is what I saw for you know. This is what I saw years ago. It, it's it's back to the yo like religion has its pros, but it definitely has its cons. And I feel like just yo Christians like listen. I I, I understand. I understand. You know, raised in the church and 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 you, and you read you know the Bible. You read all these stories about how you know turning the other cheek and being peaceful and having forgiveness. Man, fuck all that, man. Do y'all not see like like we 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 can't keep doing this shit, man. Like at some point you gotta wake up and be like, yo, we gotta get ours. And, and, and I'm, I'm I'm sick of that praying for my enemy shit that people are spewing out there. Now fuck that, you know we, we gotta take charge with this. I'm I'm, I'm sick of that forgiving and, and and turning the other cheek shit. Come on, yeah. Like, and if you it. look if you look historically, it's just like we praise other independents. Like we have, uh, if you think of a country like Haiti. Haiti killed, it was a slave rebellion that (laughs) murdered multiple French people, multiple white French people to take over their own country. Why do we praise that? And we, you know, we have Haitian Independence Day, but we can't, I'm not saying kill nobody. Like, that's not, that's not what I'm saying, but at least get equal rights and at least fight for our, our ability not to be murdered. Dog, this bitch's tweets are so stupid. Who? These be Simone tweets. Yeah, I, I like. I had that. to. I had to pull them up because I, I wanted to see. If, I, I'm gonna read them verbatim because. I, I, all right. So she said, "Uh, I'm, oh my God, I'm not living to please man. I'm here to please God. At the end of the day, I am a Christian. I'm God fearing. I have to answer to Him. I'm going to ask myself, WWJD, not what would an angry black woman do. I am angry, but I'm also trying to be godly." 
What? So Jesus don't want God don't want you to burn down the Louis Vuitton store. That's, that's I don't even know. Like I'm gonna ask myself. I'm gonna ask myself. WWJD? Not what would an angry? Why would your mindset? What is an angry black woman's mindset on what you should do in this situation? What like what that that's that speaks a lot to like you think that the angry black woman is just like oh Louis, and that's what she's. And then she also tweeted, I walked past a group of black men. This was after the fact. I walked past a group of black men when I was coming into my apartment. All I could say was, I love you and I value you. They smiled and thanked me. Oh my God. Looking at them almost made me cry. Every time I see a black man from now on, I will say that to their face. Okay. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. All right. No, that's... that's, that's <laughs> I see where she's going with it, but... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I did. I, it's... <laughs> Unless you're saying something that that's harming the progress, I'm not going to address you right now. Like that's just taken away from it. That but, angry black woman shit is it, it, that shit was nuts. And it's oh, so many layers to that. <laughs> like, I, like her is oh man, it's just the wrong messenger. You you want to be loud as shit for all the wrong reasons, and now it, that's that's her thing. Just being fucking loud for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you know who I think is taking the uh, excellent position and is coming out good in this, and it just generally has came out uh, in the past few months as a good individual. It's Tory Lanez. Tory is taking an approach in this situation where he's not telling people to riot. He's not telling people to be super angry and all that. He's telling people to educate themselves. If you want to riot or you want to protest, go out and be with the people and kind of see what they are doing. If you don't want to do that, then shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not asking anybody to speak out. Like, I saw a tweet from No Name. Y'all know that rapper from Chicago. Mm. Um, She was calling out J. Cole and Kendrick. Uh, for you know having music that's laden with you know black struggle or black pain and not protesting um now j cole is out there we we we've seen him be out there kendrick we haven't as much but i don't i'm not one of those people to say you have to be out there i'm not out there mm. I, I I think we let's see we have to stop I don't I don't and I'm torn with this is yes we do want to see our favorite artists and the people who we give money to be vocal and use their platforms fine but maybe it is just giving money or maybe they are doing we have to stop thinking people aren't doing things behind closed doors especially people who we know have done things for us we know j cole has done things for black people j cole has been out there in the field before there's no reason for you to at him to think he's doing nothing there's no reason for you to at kendrick and think he's not doing anything you know it's these sure if you want to get on drake honestly that's perfectly fine because i feel like drake is a perfect person who should be using his voice for something right now but we don't hear anything but that's a different conversation but it's like it's some of these people who we know are thorough and who we know are solid and, and do their job, don't don't bother them because they're they're doing something if you see it or you don't. And that's yeah. OK. Now, if you if there's another artist who, you know, doesn't do anything, they're using their platform to still promote their music and they're tone deaf. They're not re- reading the room. Drag them. Sure. Perfectly fine. Yeah, I think he's better to not say anything than to say some stupid that's impending progress. That's my take on it. 
Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm torn with this too because it's when you have the fan base that you have, that's very powerful, and like you, your message can reach a lot of people. And and for me, I feel like if you're in that position of power, you should use your platform to address this. I I feel like. I don't know. I just feel like if 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 when you're up there, it's it, it's certain responsibility that you have, and I feel like you should address that publicly. I, I know that Kendrick and 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 J Cole. I, I'm I'm almost 100 sure they're doing something, but I also would like them to you know just vocalize that to their fan base because they have a lot of people in their fan base that are on the wrong side, you know? And, and, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to see that. I, and I, I get what y'all are saying. Like, you know, I, I know that they're probably doing something, but I feel like when you have that platform, you should use it. Like, that's your responsibility. Like, Kanye, fuck you. I, I, I don't want you to say shit. Like, please do not say anything. I swear to fucking God. But I really would like for you to come out and say some shit about it. I just feel like it, 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 it's it's your like your platform's so big, bro. And if you yeah. got that, you you gotta use it. You got especially in times like that's it, it, I don't know. And it's so simple. Like you could do what Beyonce did. Beyonce straight up, she she clearly read some <laughs> note that somebody wrote up for with some pianos <laughs> in the back. And, and listen, and a, a lot of people were going into going in on her saying, hey, she's not, you know, she's not being genuine. I don't care. Just no, use your platform. Either. Use your platform and, and get that message out. Like, it, it, it's, it's, it's important. It's just important. Yeah. And I, that's me saying I'd rather you not say anything than to say something stupid. It's not me saying, like, I, I'd rather you not say anything. Of course, I would want you to say something. Uh, it was a good point you brought up with Kanye. Kanye's early shit is filled with black people being treated unfairly and, uh, you know, police doing us dirty and shit like that. If you look at uh, college dropout, late registration, even all the way up to Yeezus, Yeezus, you got black slaves on there. And it's, so it's just like, you made all this money off black pain and black, black struggle, just telling your story, which is fine. But now, because you got your money, don't be like, well, it ain't my place. Yeah, that's, that's bullshit, man. Man, all them black heifers, or all them heifers he got, his in-laws and shit who use all these black niggas for children and breeding and clout. And I don't say shit. Breeding. Don't say breeding. <laughs> and and they not saying shit. Wait, Kim said something. Kim said, Kim said something. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad she said something. But yeah, all them other motherfuckers, like, come on, man. Yeah. Y'all, y'all platform's huge. And y'all all can just say shit. We give Kim, she's normally been on the good side of a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. I'll give her that. As far as prison reform, race issues, and stuff like that. Uh, as far as Chloe and Kylie and all them, they like they they white. I mean, all of them are white, but it's just like it, it's fucked up because you you they got black kids though, and and it's yeah. like you need if if you have like come on man if you if if you have a black child in your home, how can you not use your 
you have millions and millions of followers and you're not going to use that to just send out a message like they'll, put, even... they'll, they'll put some shit on the IG they'll get tagged on something and repost it to the IG story and call it using their voice instead of actually getting in front of the camera and using their voice or putting out a tweet and using their voice like I think I read something that said you know when Kylie said she wasn't fucking with Snapchat they lost 1.3 billion in like stock that day mm-hmm. imagine if she used that voice to condemn the police and all the wrongdoings that was going on Right. And, and me, meanwhile, she on Twitter talking about, hey, Sports. I am a billionaire. <laughs> what the fuck y'all talking about? With the cat. Did I wake up to it? <laughs> woke up to lies. <laughs> no, I definitely feel that. And then you got to think they, their fans are probably the people that need that talk the most. That's what I'm saying. It's like, especially uh, Kanye, bro. Like, yeah. think about all these <laughs> fam that he needs, but he's not. But and that, that just pisses me off. It's disappointing as fuck, bro. Yeah. Um, I think that's it with the people that we need to call out, unless y'all got some more people. Oh, we can't skip over Michael Porter Jr. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, oh. I think he actually might have kicked off the cooner. Yes. <laughs> he, I, I'm 100% certain. And the thing is, this shit. I don't know. I don't know. Did he really think he was being helpful? All right. So for those people who don't know, Michael Porter Jr., the Denver Nuggets, four days ago, he decided to tweet out, as much as you pray for George family, got to also pray for the police officers who were involved in this evil. As hard as it is, pray for them instead of hate them. Pray that God changes their heart. And then he changed his Twitter emoji to a black power fist. (laughs) No. Okay. I'll check back what I just said. I don't pray they die. But uh, I pray we see justice. That's the only prayer I'm giving for the police. Because, yeah, I know. I, honestly, I pray that they don't get I pray that they get put in jail for a very long time. And I pray that they don't get uh, extremely harmed in prison by the inmates. I pray that the inmates have some type of uh, kindness in their hearts to not fully punish them with their hands and feet. And that's that's the most conflicting thing to me, bro. It's just like I've been growing up in a church my whole life. And I, I still, after all this shit, it's like something in me that's saying it's not godly to wish harm or wish death on people that's been raping my people, been murdering my people, enslaving my people for years. And just something within me it's saying that I cannot wish death on them. That's not that's not good and karma or good God. You know, that's not godly. And that's frustrating to me because it's like, yeah. like I, what kind of justice can we get? Like mm-hmm. but it's is also, there justice it, in the afterlife? No. But I, I also think that and I don't I don't know how this is gonna be, but I you I don't know if I wanna wish death on them. Like I want them to I don't I don't want to say I want them to suffer but I want them to feel the repercussions of their crime and having your freedom stripped from you have being stuck in a cell being fearful for your life they deserve to feel that because that's what we feel on a daily basis and if, if yeah. that's what it is if, if that means that they have to go into prison for it you know, hopefully a very long time where they feel afraid to come out of their cell. They're afraid of the environment that they're in. They're afraid of, you know, 
how are the COs going to treat them? How are the inmates going to treat them? What, what potential harm and violence is in their way? And they have to deal with that on a daily basis. Let them drain on them. Let that weigh them down. Let them be afraid and let them feel that for years and years and years until it breaks them. Let them go through that. And then maybe they'll get it and understand. Yeah, it's it's, it's all about the message at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's just like, I, I, I don't want to wish death on anyone, but people have to be made an example out of. And, and like, honestly, it, it, this world is bigger than just you. If if you make a mistake and 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 kill a man like that, hey, it's it's bigger than just you. The world needs to see what happens when you do something like that, and 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 that's all I want. I just want a message to be sent to everybody that you cannot do this and get away with it. It's it's I don't, I don't give a fuck about them cops personally. I don't give a fuck, but it's a it's the message. I want I want a message to be sent that this cannot be allowed. So if y'all gotta rot in jail for the rest of your fucking life, so be it. It's bigger than y'all. And the thing is, man, we 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 never see any type of compassion from these you know these districts, these chiefs, these officers when they are reporting these things. You never hear them show any type of. Emotion. It, they just make it seem like, yo, the officer was doing their job. We'll investigate. Like it's not. We're saddened. We're. You can. Um, this shit happens, and you can be professional and do your job and still be disgusted. You should be disgusted because this shouldn't be happening on your, on the t- on the clock at all. Like this. This was very unnecessary, and I feel like that until we start seeing that, and still the officers start holding each other accountable and and not treating it as if it's just a part of the job and it happens, shit is never going to change. Yeah. Um, yeah, not to get away from Michael Porter Jr., stop cooling it again. Like, uh, and I think he, he kind of fits into that whole B. Simone and other all the other people that's asking us to be to rise above the hate and the, you know, the injustice. I hope someone spit like, on that nigga. <laughs> Fam, he, like, he, he never even tweeted before this. <laughs> no, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> why are you coming? Why are you breaking your Twitter? What, what's the name to tell black people to chill? <laughs> you're, you're, what's up, y'all? You're, you're not like fucking tweeting about the injustices, but when black people start trying to fight for their rights, now you got to pacify the situation. Now you just come out of nowhere and just like, oh, well, I got to say something now. Fuck you. Yeah. Your voice don't mean shit to me. So, I mean, it's it goes beyond the, the police thing. Um, we have another situation. It's so many situations that happen this week, it's getting lost. Like the Amy Cooper situation. It was a black dude, uh, you know, bird watching. Um, I guess he like a bird watcher or something. So, you know, he in Central Park in New York, uh, walking around, and he sees this white lady with her dog unleashed. Um, I think for safety reasons, you're not supposed to have your dog off the leash in Central Park. So he like, hey, put that, you know, put the dog on the leash. She gets to, hey, uh, leave me alone or I'm going to call the cops and tell them it's a black man threatening me. He's obviously not threatening her. He's recording her like for his safety, which I'm glad he did. Um, and she ends up calling the police, uh, freaking out, acting like he she was being like attacked or threatened or, you know. 
And luckily he had it on video, so nothing happened to him. I guess he, you know, was able to go home and stuff like that. But imagine if this went another way. It's not just the police. It's white people in general putting us in places of injustice. Like, it sucks to be a black person in America, man. And they don't get it. And honestly... uh, it was it was fucked. The the most fucked up part was she knew what she was doing. She knew that if she was trying to say it's an an African American man, he's threatening me. I'm scared. She knew what those words would do, and she intentionally used him as a weapon. She intentionally was trying to put him at risk mm-hmm. for for what for the fact that so she could have her dog off the leash. Like when no reason. I mean there are, there are clearly there were signs that said you're not supposed to have it, and so it, it's crazy that they can even feel like that's their, they have a big joker in their pocket at all times that they can always say, I have, Oh, I'm fearful for it's an African American man here. I'm afraid. And they can use that as I'm going to re- react and respond any type of way. And I feel it's justified because I think the cops are, know the cops are going to be on my side and understand like that. Those words were for the cops to come guns out, ask questions later because that's what other reason would you say? Hey, it's an African American man threatening me. When that man did not approach you, he did not run up on you. He was not aggressive at all. You were trying to weaponize your words to put him at risk. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you see, this this has been used from the beginning of you know time. Like they even did silly shit to ban uh like silly shit even to ban like marijuana because they said African American men are gonna smoke marijuana and rape white women. So that's how they were able to justify the you know the um prohibition of marijuana. Oh so it's just go ahead. Go uh it's just been used since the beginning of time and people are tired of it bro. They're just tired of living like this man. I'm tired of it Everybody is just tired of it, man. Go ahead, my boy. Man, all these fuck ass crackers need to stop doing some clown ass shit on the internet and then wanting to break down in tears and apologize and claim that they're not racist when they start, when they will start crumbling around them. Because at that point, it's too late. Get that. Don't try to be non racist now just so you can have your job back. The hate is still going to be in your heart. And I, if it's going to be there, I would rather be there and you be unemployed. I'd rather be there and you can't have your dog anymore. You you're, you can't go to school. You're going to be looked at funny. That stain, let that stain sit on you for the rest of your life. But don't try to be crazy and be racist and for fun or and think that shit is cute for your friends. And then when that shit blow up in your face, want to be apologetic and then claim how you're not racist. Real shit. Yeah, I don't have no problem with that. You lose your job, Real you lose your job. Like shit, it's some. Now it's out of your control. Just like being black is out of our control, and how we get, we don't get jobs because we're black, or how we're, uh, you know, profiled because of the color of our skin. Now you're going to be profiled because of the stupid shit you did. That's an actual action that you did. So I, I feel no remorse for all that shit. I can't control the fact that I'm black. So hey, it is what it is. Um, I mean, but you also see it's not just white people, man. It's 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 other races upholding this standard of you know black hate. You see the man that pulled the gun on uh the DoorDasher. 
uh, the Black Door Dasher, and uh, I, I want to say it was Florida. It might be Texas, but one one of those states. Uh, but did y'all see that? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is wrong. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, why do you feel like you have this great authority to enforce rules, or you want to play neighborhood watch? Yes, it makes sense too that you want to protect your community, but be smart. Like, I don't think white people consider what they do when they call the police. They just think they think the police are really just like great people. And they don't know what kind of risk that you're actually if you don't know a situation, your first thing shouldn't be to jump out and try to stop it. You aren't fucking Batman. White people think they're fucking Batman. Yeah. I mean, the crazy thing is, this is a Hispanic dude, uh, Valentino Tejada. Um, and that goes into the whole thing, trying to fit into the white society when you'll never you'll never be white. And they feel like punishing black people. That's one thing they can both do. So, hey. Let's let's get into this together. Let's do fist bump this together. So it's just like, bro, they won't accept you. Like, hey, us not gonna accept, uh, make them accept you, bro. That's just gonna make you feel good and make you feel like, hey, well, I, I'm fitting into society. This is our neighborhood. Like, fuck that. Like, they don't care nothing about you. And so with that, I, it's like you you can you can kind of respect somebody for wanting to make sure that their neighborhood is safe, but there are ways about it. Like you don't need to pull out a gun just because, like that shit is uncalled for. Yeah, and Buddy was telling him he was like, "Yo, I'm a door dasher. I have the food right here. You can check my information." And he still didn't want to. He still didn't want to. He still wasn't feeling that for some reason. So, I don't know. Uh, I think that's about. Uh, I think it was another one, but I kind of want to move on because we about one thirty in, and we got a few other. Stories, a oh, Madonna. Stop taping videos of your son dance like Michael Jackson. <laughs> to fucking, they don't care about us. <laughs> that shit was nuts. <laughs> fucking stomping on the fucking hardwood. This fucking yeah. bald head ass, man. Get that portion out of here. Yeah, I, I, yeah. What what the fuck does she think she was doing with that? I don't know. Madonna been fucking black niggas for a long time. <laughs> she tried to let it be done. Yeah, yeah that niggas Crazy. dancing wasn't helping. That shit wasn't helping. <laughs> what the fuck you think dancing was gonna do? <laughs> bitch, bitch, just donate some money and call it a day. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so it's been a rough week, man. It's just definitely been um been a stressful one. A lot of stuff been going on, especially on the race front. Uh man, I guess we can get into some other stories, kinda brighten the mood a little bit. Uh <laughs> This story ain't like super big, but did y'all see uh, TJ TJ X Six get chased out of Linux Mall? Nah. <laughs> Wait, what? Y'all didn't see TJ X Six get chased out of Linux Mall? Nah, by who? Bro, okay, this story is. I guess TJ X Six found little baby's uh, ID. So what? I don't know how this happened. <laughs> I don't know. He found his ID. So he put his ID on the internet, like, damn, all I need is his bank pin and I'm about to uh, I'm about to scam this nigga. <laughs> so he went to Linux Mall and little baby's niggas was dead. Job, this nigga's running for him. <laughs> and they was finna bust that nigga. That nigga was running crazy, bro. That shit was hilarious, bro. He's like, all I need is that nigga's bank account. <laughs> I'm about to scam the fuck out of this nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, that was hilarious, man. Uh, what else happened? 
Um, anybody watch on the record? Yeah, I have not watched it yet. Uh, man, my my nigga, I mean, gonna call him my nigga. Russ out here looking bad, bro. L.A. Reed too. Oh, Russell, damn, Russell. got L.A. reading that shit? Luckily, yeah. well, not luckily, but for him, luckily, it was only a very small portion of yeah, it. Yeah, they touched, they only touched on that. It was, okay. a, it, was a, it was a breeze over. It wasn't a focus. Russell Simmons was the sole focus of it, and that nigga is sick. Damn, it was, it was, it was like, it's like that? Duh, you, like, this nigga was basically, like, setting, he was basically setting traps for, for, like, his these women, he would basically like, oh yeah, no, let's go back to my apartment. Oh, I have a demo for you. I want I want you to listen to. And he'd be like, no, it's in my room. Go ahead and take it out the CD player. And then like they would go to try to find it and turn around. This nigga just like butt ass naked with a condom on and just would like throw himself on him. Oh, Lord yeah. Jesus! That nigga looks fi- disgustingly filthy. And I I believe, like I said. With this stuff, it's always touchy because, okay, we we go into the stance like, yes, we believe the women. It's the, the amount of detail and the the horrific nature of all this stuff that he was doing is nuts, bro. Naked mole rap body ass nigga. Yeah, like the, the shit he was saying, like, bro, he was talking like a pimp at one point. He was like, uh, yeah, I, I get these tall white hoes to come to my uh, office or some shit. I was like, what the fuck? And it was his voice. It wasn't like they were saying, oh. saying it. It was his voice. Yeah. Damn. I was wait, wait, okay, like, so, oh my God. In the doc, is it because I watched the trailer of it? Is it one one woman or is it like multiple women that? come in and, and talk about it it's multiple women it's mostly from one woman's perspective for a majority of the time yeah it's mostly from drew dixon's uh her story her interactions with him um but there are other women involved and when it comes to russell simmons she was the only one who was covered when it came to like la reed yeah, uh, and the, another aspect of this is it made me feel so sad because being a music lover too, it's just like you see the passion that she had for music, yeah. and that the, because of these nasty freaky niggas couldn't stop from being rapists, that they killed not only her passion for music, they killed a a promising career. Like you see all the records she had took part in and all that shit, and because. They beat her down so bad with, you know, that, uh, trying to sexually assault her and shit like that. Eventually, she just got out of the business. She was like, y'all didn't kill my spirit. And that's what fucking rape and sexual assault does, bro. It kills your spirit and it fucks you up as a person. And that's why we cannot forgive this shit. That's why we cannot, you know, just stand by and be cool with this shit, bro. Yeah, especially... Do you know how hard it is just to... Just to find a, a job to be passionate about and, and to actually be doing it, like yeah. to, to 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 find that thing that you was that you've been wanting to do your whole life and you're actually there and, and you're feeling fulfilled and on you get that destroyed on top of just rape and sexual assault. That's already going to destroy your your soul, you know, just as it is. But you're also destroying my passion. Something that, uh, you know, my whole life I've been wanting to do when I finally got it and you destroyed that. That's that's sick, bro. 
And for her, it was like she, you know, she 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 walked away from Def Jam. She walked away from Russell Simmons. Didn't want to be around him. Didn't want to be near him, and was able to continue to stay strong and move on and, and go to a different label and try to work herself up from there and just to only be stuck in that same situation, similar situation all over again. Damn. It's, yeah. it's weird. I, I don't know. It's, when you hear it out loud, it's what I don't, I don't, it's, it's confusing. Cause like what makes you think as an executive or even just as a person, like you are, your title gives you the entitlement and power over to basically get anything that you want. And it's like, they were just willing, they were just trying to take it at, after a certain point. And it's like, how are you upset? Because somebody doesn't want to sleep with you. And that's kind of what she was saying with like LA Reed is like, he kept trying to like ask her to come somewhere. And cause she was like, she took John legend and Kanye, Kanye West and Kanye West to LA Reed. And at that point she had turned him down so many times that he was just basically like, he was a piece of shit to her. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not, I'm not signing anybody you bring in here. Whoa. So, okay. So she brought Kanye and John Legend before they were like signed. Yes. Yes. To LA Reed. And and because he, she wouldn't sleep with him. They were like, he was like, nah, fuck this. Yes. She wanted more detail about the Kanye because Kanye, she said was crying about the whole situation. And she was like, fuck him. You're going to be a star anyway. Like I know you got it and all that shit. Cause he berated her about the Kanye shit. Yeah. And she said with the John Legend thing, like he went, like he had like a whole, she had set up a whole, like they got a little venue, had his band there, had been practicing for like two, three days, had a whole bunch of chairs there for all the execs to come. And like the day of, he was like, none of you senior execs go, I'm not going, fuck that. And she said she was the only person from the record label who showed up for his basically audition. That's nuts. I gotta, I gotta watch that. But that's, I mean, those are sociopaths, bro. I, honestly, they're they're just sociopaths. They don't, they don't feel anything. They don't feel any remorse. They just, they just prey on people that they feel are vulnerable, and it's sickening, man. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if they got SoundCloud in Bali where you are, but if you hear this, you a sick fuck, nigga. And I hope you get ate by a tiger or some shit, motherfucker. Like that, that nasty ass nigga, bro. That, like that's how you know you fucking guilty of that shit. How you gonna move to Bali, bro? Where you know they don't yeah. have no uh, extradition yeah. process over there. Like I'm sorry, you, you man. You can't say I'm innocent. I'm innocent, and you. The first thing you did was you fled. Yeah. Innocent niggas don't run away, especially the country where they can't be sent back. Yeah, that, that's a nasty yeah. ass month, bro. That's fucking disgusting. I gotta, bro. Yeah, I gotta watch. Uh, yeah, it's it's just so much fucked up shit happening. The the, the uh, what's that nigga's name? Jeffrey Epstein. So all the niggas that just <laughs> went on this parade saying they only do black documentaries. Here go your white documentary. Yeah, it's another <laughs> sick motherfucker. Uh, that one was shockingly disgusting. <laughs> no, that shit starts like the first ever. It starts out nasty, like the first thirty minutes. Disgusting. He is a nasty man, and he is probably in the seventh layer of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, because of all this shit. He he like like I said, it's one of those things where he ruined people's lives, bro. That one woman was cutting herself, doing meth and all types of shit. Like, no, none of them were in better positions because of meeting him. Mm-hmm. No, they had to they had to, they had to flee. Yeah, so they were scared of their lives. You 
one living in Spain, one that had to live in Australia after she went to Thailand. Like that's that's crazy, man. It's it's also as well because with shit like that, it is you have to really think about it. It's like they weren't doing that shit alone. They had help. Yeah. There are people like even his employees who would when the police called, they knew about it. I'm only on like the I only got to like half of the second episode, but they didn't want to talk to the police out of fear, but they were assisting. They were aiding this. He had kids helping. He had basically had help from kids to get other kids to help him get off two kids. It was a yeah. sick circle. Yeah, he had like a like a vector type thing with uh pedophile like like legit. He was having kids recruit other kids from the school and they would get money off that. And then those kids would make two hundred or so dollars. And you gotta think at high school, especially back then in like the nineties, two hundred, three hundred dollars was a lot of money. So they like, okay, I'm gonna bring somebody else, not knowing that is going to lead to further shit because most of the stories, at least the stories that they put into the documentary, it w- wasn't like explicitly rape. It was, uh, you know, him getting a massage and then turning around, like beating off or something like that. It was, it's nasty. Activity. No, he, he, he was, I mean, he had sex with, well, he raped some of them. No, no, it, it escalated oh, yeah. at, uh, at a certain point. And it um, was, it's, it was bad because, you, if you think about it, 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 it put the kids in this position where it's like they were there, they get uncomfortable and they get uncomfortable with it. And he tells them, OK, hey, but if you come back again and you bring somebody with you, you won't have to do it, but I'll still pay you. Exactly. So it was basically That's you had right. kids setting up other kids like because they weren't telling them what the fuck was going to happen. It was, hey, you want to make and that's even a weird proposition. Do you want to make two hundred dollars massaging an old man? What yeah. like what fourteen year old is saying like why that's crazy in itself? But then they would go and go into the massage room together, which is like, or say, "Hey, I need I'm, I'm uncomfortable, need you to come with me," and then just walk out and leave them alone. Like, what? Like how how are you comfortable doing that to a friend, knowing what kind of position you're going to put them in? Yeah, it's just it's not. at that point. At that point, they're just afraid. They don't want to do it because they were put in that position, and they're like. God damn, I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah. But then I got and then you know, when you're when you're a kid, when you're in high school, you just when adults are talking to you, you're just trained to do what adults tell you to do. So it's like it, it's it, it's sick, man. Just just to be preying on kids that their minds are not developed and they've and as a kid, you believe that adults have your best interest, regardless, mm-hmm. because they're just adults. That's just how you was how you were raised, and it's that's just fucked up. And and low key, man, Bill Clinton. Let me tell you something, bro. I was getting a weird vibe from this doc. I, I was getting a vibe that Bill Clinton kind of paid some shit off. We're gonna say allegedly. We're gonna put it allegedly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna say allegedly. But here's my thing. Why every time Bill Clinton was brought up in all of these stories, nothing was like, going oh, on. He didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he was not on anything, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw Bill Clinton on the plane, but, hey, nothing was happening. Nothing, you not- telling me this nigga went there 21 times? He went to Pedophile Island 21 times, and Man. each time he was just turning up? Yeah. I was like, something. My old girl was like, yeah, uh... 
I went to that trip in Africa with Bill Clinton and Chris Tucker. That was the that was the greatest moment of my life with uh, Epstein. You know, it, it, nothing went wrong. But I'm like, yeah. ah, come on, come, yeah. come on, something's up here. But hey, allegedly, I'm just saying, you looking funny in the light, Bill. Yeah, they uh, anonymous. Um, I think we skipped over this, but they got involved with this whole protest thing. They released a list of. Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein's, um, I don't know if it was clients or uh, associates or whatever, and a lot of names on that list are looking looking crazy. Like Chris Tucker was on that list, but what's the name said that uh, they didn't really do nothing on that trip, so I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, I don't know, man. It's, I just don't believe that. Man. I, listen, I, I don't want Chris to be in it, but if you're yeah. on a plane with a whole bunch of young girls, yeah. fam, <laughs> I'm questioning something. I'll yeah. be like, excuse me, what the fuck is going on? Like, what, <laughs> what, it's what like we 50, 13 year olds on here, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, like, how, how do you walk onto that plane and just sit there comfortably? <laughs> yeah. What nah. the fuck we going, Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Like no, bro. I that, he is a nasty man, and bro, like I said, I. What happens? Like, are we to believe that there is no justice in the end for this? Like, of course he's dead now, but what happens after that? This man was raping kids for years, from at least from the well, it could have been earlier than that, but the doc started around like nineteen ninety six. Like what? What punishment do you get from that? Niggas got to bring back stoning, bro. That's real, man. <laughs> yeah, boss, boss was right on this. One. Boss, See, man. boss had the right idea, man. <laughs> Niggas got to really bring start back stoning, stone. motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was crazy. That's on Netflix and a uh, Russell Simmons Russell Simmons one. It's on uh, HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah. Anybody get HBO Max? I, I somehow got it, so I don't know how. Uh, it showed up I on my not, phone, but I don't know how. If you had HBO now, the yeah, app, maybe the app changed, turned over. Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe that's why then. Um, so I heard it's pretty decent. They got a nice little selection on there, but uh, I got to check it out soon. Yeah, I, uh, I watch Fresh Prince. That's about it. They got uh, every episode on there. Oh, yeah. Seasons, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of sitcoms, did, did y'all see this nigga from the Hughleys, the little son? That nigga big sliming, bro. Yeah, first and foremost, I don't know what? when the last time I even saw him. I don't even, I can't even picture him in my head. Look up that nigga. <laughs> I think his name is like DJ Harris or something like that, or DJ something. That nigga big slime, bro. <laughs> what did he do? He like just be like a murder charge or something. And Wait, if you see him, he looks completely different. Let me see. Oh, DJ Davis. DJ Daniels. DJ, would, you have to, DJ. would you have to have to spell out DJ? Like D E. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, I see. Okay, I see. I see this nigga. Y'all see that nigga tatted up? Wait, this shit is from 2014, oh, though. I Hold on. I'm going to try to find you out of what's name. This nigga got hella tats on his face. What the fuck is <laughs> yeah, Bro, I told you, that nigga's big slime, bro. <laughs> like, that shit is nuts, bro. I don't know what went wrong in that nigga's life, but 
Shit. This nigga blood now? Yeah. That shit is crazy. Uh, but yeah, I just saw that. I, I thought that was crazy. Um, I see DMX apologize to Lloyd Banks for thinking <laughs> thinking he was Tony <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that shit kind of made my week. Yeah, that was hilarious. Wait, oh shit! I thought you were Tony Yeo. <laughs> <laughs> I knew one of them motherfuckers was garbage. <laughs> One of them niggas was <laughs> Tony Ayo was going, bro. He called that nigga a crackhead. <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, the funniest part is you knew he meant to disrespect somebody. So it's like, he didn't like fall back off the disrespect. He just like shifted it to a whole different person. That's what makes it the best part. I thought you was Ayo. <laughs> oh, shit. My man, not you. He trash. Yeah, I think one of the funniest parts is after Yale called him a crackhead. Somebody was like, "So you let a crackhead have a better career than you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so shit, that was hilarious. Um, I see that story about that white woman uh, blogger. She rehomed her uh, adopted child from China. I heard about that. Yeah. So um, this white woman. Um, well, this woman, I ain't going to categorize her by race. This woman, she is like a, a, a like a lifestyle blogger and stuff like that. So she made this big deal and got a whole bunch of corporate sponsorships about um, adopting this child from China. So this child has special needs. So I guess she she and her husband got so like stressed out that they called it a rehoming. So they gave the baby away to another home. Uh, yeah. Um. I don't know how I felt about that. Like, while I do, if you feel like you are not equipped, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Because you made that choice. You made that choice to adopt that child. Did they have other kids? Yes, they have like two or three other kids. So, all right. So my thing is, if you feel like you can't, handle it then yes please make sure you get that child somewhere where they're going to get the proper love and care and attention that they need and deserve that's why i'm happy about it but yeah it feels don't don't go into a situation knowing what's coming with it and then when everything starts happening you're like oh no this is too much now i can't do it it's not that you can't do it it's you don't want to do it you don't want to make those changes like you're willing to parent your other kids because you might see them your your kids because you might see them as normal or regular or less maintenance. You just don't want to do what it takes with that comes with this child, which you knew you would have to do the accommodations you would have to make when you decided, OK, let me go ahead and adopt this person like they didn't ask to be with you. They didn't choose you. You chose them. Yeah. And that's where the bullshit lies. Yeah, I I, I agree with all that. I, I agree with all that. I'm 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 glad that the child is at a place where they can, you know, give them the support and everything. Because if if you feel like you can't do it, you know, please make sure that that child is in a home that loves them and will support them and everything. But I, I agree with what you said. Like, this is not a fucking. You, you're not copying a defected iPad or something, you know, like this, this is a child, you know, and, and when you adopt a child, you need to understand what comes with that. 
and what yeah. responsibility comes with that. And I think yeah. this shit as a whole, it's just it's it's difficult because it should you don't you I mean you kind of want to say that if someone is adopted and the those people feel like they no longer can perform those parently duties, then sure, you don't deserve to have that kid anymore. But to the same extent, it's like that kid doesn't deserve to be bounced around to different places for their life because you can't you decide you can't manage, you can't handle, and it's just too much for you. Like they don't deserve to be pushed off as a burden just because it's not adequate or it doesn't fit into the lifestyle that you want to have. It's it's just shitty as a whole. Like that kid yeah. didn't deserve that. Yeah, that's why I felt kind of, you know, I, I didn't know how to feel about that because on one point, yeah, um, I, I really want the kid to be in the best place possible for them. Like I'm happy that because they these people decided that it would be too much work for them uh they gave them to you know somebody who might be i don't know what how they did this whole process but they say he was re well yeah he was rehomed i don't like that term either it sounds like you got like a fucking dog or some shit um that you just couldn't take care of or anything and it's like a human being man but on the other token you see stories like the one that popped up this week um some mother decided that her son was i guess she didn't want to take care of him anymore and pushed him in the river and said two black people kidnapped him and killed him and they have her on tape pushing him in the the river because he was special needs so it's just like i don't know man the world is a lot right now honestly and all you can do is you know try to find positivity and just do right by your people man and you know it's it's a lot going on right now yeah no that's, that, that shit is trash it's yeah, it's so. just and it's like when you especially when you look at them I, it, especially the way you see it it's like okay you got did you guys do this because you really want to bring in like you want to adopt someone or do you just some content and I think it's a fair question yeah and it's a very fair question and part of me because you getting all these sponsorships and all this stuff about it it's just like it feels weird that feels weird to me but I'm gonna take the kids well-being over my you know my questions about them like I, I really don't give a fuck about them anymore now I'm I'm more focused that the kid lives the best life they can and so but it, it definitely feels weird um so um, that's it for the topics that I have. Unless y'all want to throw another one in, we right around like two hour mark now, so we kind of need to start. Now, of course, we got music and stuff that we. I don't know if y'all just want to skim through it or just skip and save for next week or what. Um, but it's up to y'all. Uh, Shit. I don't know. I'm trying to think what else happened. I mean, this it's just been a long week, man. Yeah, yeah. We got a oh, Doja Cat. That Doja Cat shit was this week too. Again, what, didn't what she do something did? else this week? Oh, oh she did oh. an apology. Yeah. Um, niggas wasn't having it though. Like, yeah, I, I think she might be popped out here. She like she was another one that didn't do what she needed to do. She basically doubled down and did the whole well thank you guys like type shit and it's just like that's not the attitude you're supposed to take at this point hear people understand where they're coming from and just be like all right my bad i'll try to fix it take some accountability man 
Yeah. She yeah. talking about like, um, yeah, I just used to be in these chat rooms and you know, like nobody cares about that. Just say my bad. You know, I really do identify as a black or if she had a problem with it, address it. And people like hearing the truth over just some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like she was in a it was she was in a lose lose like I mean I don't know. I don't know how she she bounces back from this. It's just real early in her career, but yeah, I didn't like what she, at all what she was talking about. Yeah. It's bouncing the blame to us like we bullying her or something like that. Or we irrationally angry at her. No, it's a reason. Adjust the reason. So yeah. Uh um yeah, that's I mean, you had another one? Uh, can we talk about that lady who tried to uh who got hit with the fire extinguisher? Oh, <laughs> Compl- bro, it's so much going on that I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Why did she break her ass down there? <laughs> and it's crazy because she was thirty. Yeah, man, and she can walk. So I didn't feel bad about laughing at that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, they lit her ass up. <laughs> <laughs> the initial burst of smoke that fucked me up so much. <laughs> then they gave her as like a post-game interview and shit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, I was trying to stop them. I was trying. There was so many of them. <laughs> All right, just for background, we're not laughing at this lady getting like, okay, it was this lady in this wheelchair, like this hoverboard or whatever the fuck it was. It wasn't a real wheelchair. <laughs> it, was a, it, was uh, an, it was one of them electric wheelchairs. Yeah, it was an electric wheelchair. So she got to Target when this was like the first day the looting started popping off at uh, Target. She gets to Target with like a, a steak knife and start trying to stab the looters that's coming out of the store. So the black lady who she was trying to stab started choking her up, and then this one random white dude <laughs> lit her ass up with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> like I, I was, I wasn't. I'm not gonna lie. I was scared for her safety because I don't know how them chemicals fuck you up. Because he was going straight dome piece with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> I never seen someone take it seriously like that. <laughs> they was like three. She was three feet in front of the bitch. <laughs> they unloaded, unloaded the food. <laughs> And if that wasn't enough, niggas was just like throwing like <laughs> I don't know what they were throwing at her, but they was hitting her like dead With water ass bottles eight. and shit. <laughs> hey, it got crazy because then she got beat up and like a few days later. Damn, oh, for real? <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, they still had video of her getting beat up at a like a nail salon. She was catching oh, hands. Oh, that's the lady that pissed on herself. <laughs> what? I thought that was the wheelchair lady. Now, I seen a lady that pissed on herself getting like whooped at a nail salon. I don't know if that was the same lady or not. Oh, then maybe that maybe that was her. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, like it, she didn't need to be out there. That's plain uh point blank. And like that's what you get. Like it's so many instances in video the last couple of days of niggas playing goofy and getting exactly what they deserve. That nigga with the the crossbow 
coming out and trying to think he fucking uh, buddy Hawkeye or some shit. Like, get your ass in your car and go the fuck home, bro. Like, what you doing out here? They beat your ass and then lit your car on fire. Like, that's what you deserve. I'm sorry. <laughs> buddy with and the swords who got <laughs> fucking stomped oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> bro, he got killed, bro. <laughs> They left that nigga on the side on the street. <laughs> These niggas really think it's sci-fi. They're gonna come out here with, with one weapon <laughs> and destroy some niggas. <laughs> that nigga got stuffed the fuck. His body was on an acute angle when that nigga when niggas got done with him, bro. Yeah, he was nah, in the earth's crust. He had a bed. And y'all, please, 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 y'all stop uh, throwing rocks at Deion Sanders Jr.'s car. Please leave him alone. Why did he come up there with a Porsche Cayenne, bro? Like, I know he got a bus, uh, like a, a a hoopty or some shit. He could have drove out there. Oh, that is his hoopty. Oh, oh damn, y'all, damn, y'all ain't have to do this. Not to the foreign. <laughs> Not to the foreign. I'm black too. Yeah. So, oh. all right. It's. It's been a, a couple days of like tremendous pain, but it has also been some funny ass shit happening, bro. Like, and I think that's the thing with black people. We always able to find the humor and even like the darkest moments. And that's what allows us to keep going and shit like that, which is which is dope. It's just good to see that, you know, niggas gonna ride. Niggas will yeah. link up to and form niggazoid and we will ride. And we will yes. fuck some shit up. Yeah, salute everybody out there, man. Real real talk. Yeah. Um like if if nothing else comes from this podcast, we we are saluting everybody out there moving and mobilizing. And um, no matter, I mean, obviously we don't want you to loot and stuff like that. But no matter how you getting it, you showing them that we're not gonna take this shit no more. And, and, uh, and also. <coughs> I just want to say, uh, be safe. I I didn't like what you know uh, what they did last night in Chicago. They they had bridges bridges raised, and then they're gonna call a curfew like real late. I I didn't I didn't really like that. So so be safe out there, man. Because yeah. really, I mean, government don't really give a fuck about about you for real. So just just be safe. That's facts. Um. Yeah. So I mean, y'all trying to do music or? Yeah, yeah. Rather say that till next week. We can cover a few. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me bring up the list real fast. Um, any hey, other I, should, I be, should I be offended that I never got a call back for Love Is Blind? Wait, did they they start doing them? They might not even be doing it because of the mm-hmm. pandemic. No, I mean, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe they called me. I had like <laughs> oh, a. Oh, they called. <laughs> it was a while oh, ago. Shit. But yeah, I had a I had a phone interview. <laughs> Because I, I had to go online and like send pics and like fill out like 40 some questions. Uh, and then they called. It was like, yeah, so uh, just going to run over a few things. I was like, cool. They was like, so um, like, why do you think you're ready for marriage now? Like, what are you looking for? What is your like, what kind of what do you, you know, what do you per- what's the person should? What do you want them to look like? All that type of shit. I was on there lying my ass off. <laughs> I'm already I'm looking for a genuine connection. Uh, I got in my sicko bag. I got sick. I what I what I tell him. Uh, I might have I might have said some shit like, "Man, he's just you know after having some like 
personal and, and you know professional success is is cool but like what if, if you don't have anybody to share with yeah. like i really want to build these experiences with somebody that's a wildlife interlude right there <laughs> <laughs> Nigga was reading the second verse to Lotus Flower Farm and shit. <laughs> I got the uh, remix. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let, let's get into this music, man. Oh, man, I was impressed with music this week. I ain't gonna stunt. Uh, well, I guess we can hop into this Freddie Gibbs, man. Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and uh, the Alchemist. What y'all think about it? Oh, that shit was fire. Yeah, that shit was super fire. They did. They they, was, they didn't miss. It was perfect timing. I felt like it was. It was crazy because like he was spitting some some shit that kind of going on with what's going on right now, and I felt mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? It, it it was solid. I like when rappers link up with one producer, man. Like I I just really I, it it's kind of crazy that more rappers don't do that more. Because it just adds consistency to to your project, so I would think you want to do that. But I get it. But yeah, it was fire to me. Yeah, I'm on and off with it because I feel like sometimes when you work with different producers, it can like the sound can kind of come around as a whole, and you can kind of um, it's not just one sound. But this one, man, I'll put it in my top three projects of the year, honestly. At this point, yeah, um, I don't know where I'm putting it in there, but that nigga was rapping his ass off, bro. Facts. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm putting it up there. Uh, my favorite song off here would probably be um, what's that shit called? Uh, Scotty Bean or Ross? He got Ross in his bag, bro, in the pocket mm-hmm. that you need Ross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get some rich nigga beats, some some luxurious sound and shit, and you already know how that nigga Ross going super saiyan, bro. And he held his own on that shit too. So yeah. Uh, anything else I want to say about that before we move on? Nah, man, that shit was a hit. Yeah. Uh, oh, Frank Lucas was another one that I really fucked with. Frank hey, Lucas. That, that was the one with uh, Benny. Oh yeah, Benny. Benny and Conway ripped they shit. Yeah. And I like how Conway got personal with you know how he feel about you know, his kids and shit like that. That was a real dope moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 So, um, if this if this whole thing don't make it feel like you wish, make you wish you had a little crack under your fingernails, <laughs> you ain't listen to it, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so I, this this is gonna get hella spans for me, bro. It, it feels like the perfect pocket. I remember talking to my cousins. I was like, I'm not a big Pinata Freddie Gibbs fan because it feels like too like, like I, I like it. And I think it's a dope project, but it was I like rugged. more. Of, yeah, yeah. I like it's more like of rough. Uh, Shadow of a Doubt Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where it feels like a complete project, kind of. This feels like a mixture of the two, which which I love. So, uh, Tyler got on this shit spin too. And, and I think I think it, it's also the perfect length. Yeah, about ten uh, songs. Oh think. yeah, ten was ten was a boom boom in and out. Honestly, <laughs> his past. Somebody put on Twitter. You guys talk about his last four between Alfredo. Bandana, Fetty, and Freddy. His past four projects have been strong. Yeah. No, like we're gonna have to have a conversation about that nigga. That nigga, he he doing some shit right now. Uh, yeah. but uh, the next one we gonna have to go to Lil Yachty, Lil Bo Three. Um, 
What I will say is that I feel like Yachty's taking rapping, the the art of rapping, way more seriously now. I enjoyed the project. Um, I mean, it's not like super crazy. I mean, I don't think we'll ever get a super crazy album from Yachty. Um, but if you take it for what it's worth, you see the improvement and you see him taking rap a lot more seriously. That's what I would say about the album. Yeah, I was I'm not, I was surprised that I was feeling as many songs as I was feeling listening to this shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 19 songs still I don't like it. I, I it's, you know, he could have he he definitely could have cut some shit out. That Oprah song is probably the worst song. If I That's growing on me, bro. I don't know why. I can't I hate I hate <laughs> it. It didn't even really fit in this album. It seemed like nah, this album was a bunch of like hard shit. And then that came on. I'm like, the fuck is this, man? If they took the baby's verse out of there, I would fuck with it way more. Okay. Maybe. I, just, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think I like anything about that song. But, I know. But it was deep. I, I mean, it, it, these songs weren't, they weren't, it's, I'm not, yeah, it's like you said, it's not going to be, you know, cold or anything like that, but it was listening. It, it was, I was able to listen to it. And I liked it for, for the most part. I was able to catch a vibe from it. And I usually don't catch that from most Yachty projects like that. Okay. So is you listen to it? No, nah, that wasn't the one I ran to. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I feel you. Like, yeah. I, Yachty is like an acquired taste. My thing is I always try to give him a chance. Like if you be saying something at least or some shit that I can vibe to. Yachty like kind of hit or miss with me. Um, one thing I will say is that TD record got me thinking that ASAP can give us some, give us something again. Yeah. Give us another album again. I didn't even know that was when I first heard it. I didn't even know that was him for a minute because I was like, who the fuck is Because I haven't heard him rap like that in, yeah. in, in a while. I was like, who the fuck is this? But he mm. I ain't mean, heard him rap period in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's real shit. And uh, uh, fucking Tierra Whack. Oh my lord, she ripped that shit, bro. Jesus. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. She needs to drop something. That was nasty. Yeah, she went nuts on that shit. Uh, that future too, and it, he didn't even give us time to adjust. Right after the song went off, future just got straight to it. Yeah, future was in that bitch. I was like, nah. pardon me. I was like, oh shit, that shit was crazy, bro. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was solid for what it was. I mean, you, can, I'm not going to convince anybody that doesn't like Yachty that this is a good project. Either going to try it out and listen to it or not. So. Uh, next album. I don't know why this has become a trend, but releasing full full length deluxe albums is becoming a thing. Um, and G Herbo released the the PTD, PTSD deluxe album. Anybody check that out? Didn't get through the whole thing, but I don't know if it was necessary. I don't know if we needed this, or at least just put out a whole separate project. I don't. I don't need fourteen more songs. Yeah, I think that's my thing more than anything. I thought these songs are really, I mean, pretty good for the most part. But I, I feel like you just take the best out of both of these and make one album. And you have a maybe a classic if you want to, if you take the best out of them. So that's my oh, thing. Damn, I didn't I didn't know it was that many new songs. I, th- I thought it was just like he was adding two or three. No, it was 14. Yeah, oh, I got to check, check that out. You, you know what? Quiet is kept, man. 
Chicago has, if, if you look at 2020, between G Herbo, Polo, and um, Dirk, they Dirt. got some of the best albums this year. Yeah. Honestly. It, it, I would agree to that. It's, it's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm going to check this out, though. I didn't even... I didn't even know it was damn near a whole new album. Yeah. Um, and, oh, shit, speaking of Chicago, um, another Chicago artist, Lucky, he dropped, um, formerly known as Lucky X, Lucky dropped his project Almost There, and I'm hearing that he's close to getting signed by FBG, which would be dope. Uh, but, yeah, he dropped Almost There, and um, it was pretty solid. I don't know if you, y'all you checked it You talking to Casino? Out. No, 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 I've been seeing it, because I, I follow... Uh, <laughs> I follow uh, Lucky and what's name? Uh, what's buddy in a group chat? No, in a group me on Twitter. Doughboy, uh, Doughboy, and so I've been seeing them talking, and I guess they linked up, and Future want to sign them and shit. So uh, that'd be dope. I fuck with Lucky Heli Heavy. That shit would be funny if Casino was <laughs> Casino was tipping you off to FBG moves. <laughs> hey, bro, we about to sign your boy. <laughs> Casino. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! But yeah, that's that's dope. Um, check out it's bull if you want to check out that project. Running with is cold, and faith is also cold. Uh, Lucky Day dropped the deluxe uh, painted album. Anybody listen to that? Yeah, it just had a uh, that song, song on there face. from yeah, song with baby face. That song from uh, Queen and Slim, I think. Fade yeah. away, and then some other shit. Listen, I'm here for Lucky Day shit. Pause. Yeah, it was solid. It was definitely solid. Uh, Anybody listen to Ro James? Yeah, I thought it was good, but I uh, I thought it was decent. I didn't think it was great. Fair enough. Nothing. I I gotta get to nothing. Like stood out like crazy to me. Damn, really? (laughs) Yeah, not not really. I'm I'm looking. He has a song called Plan B with Brandy. I'm, I'm going to that track first. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with that? Nah, because she's like, the all B. All of them were solid. Yeah, all of them were solid. It just nothing, nothing really was like, damn, this is my jam, or damn, I'm going to you know, keep this in rotation. Mm. Yeah, so, I got to check that out. Uh, what else? What am I missing? I feel like I'm missing a few. Oh, Crit re-released. Crit was here. We really don't have to get into that, but that's dope that he dropped it. Uh, he remastered it for DSPs. Mm. That was dope. Probably his best tape to me, I want to say. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Lil Wayne dropped Funeral. Fuck that nigga. Uh, he dropped the deluxe version of Funeral. What? I still remember when I heard that for the first time and how fucking upset I was at those trash-ass beats. Yeah, I heard a little snippet of the Uzi version. I mean, that Uzi song, and it sounded pretty decent. So I might actually check that out. Um, Lady Gaga dropped Chromatica. I actually checked this out, and it's just not for me. Yeah, I would assume. I just don't think it's for my demographic. <laughs> like it's one song on there. I think it's called like Babylon or some shit. I could see going hella hard on Pose, but other than that, I was just like, <laughs> like I, I don't think Lady Gaga is making music for me. So uh, yeah, so I, I'm gonna pass on that one. Uh, I think that's about it for albums. Days Love dropped the EP. That was pretty mid. That first song was alright though. Um, she's supposed to be coming with some more shit too. Yeah, she's been dropping like periodic EPs. Like this, is like her second or third one she dropped in the last few weeks. 
Uh, Diplo dropped an album called Snake Oil. I did not check that out, but it's he's like one of those DJ Snake type niggas that you gonna catch like one or two tracks on there. Uh, Rosalia and Travis Scott dropped a single. Anybody check that out? Nah, I didn't even listen to that. Rosalia turned me off with that one uh, verse she had. At that highest in the room remix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just done with her. <laughs> that shit was ass. Yeah, that shit was terrible. Uh, What else? Right. Dolph dropped a, a single with um, Meg Stallion called R&B. I thought that was pretty ass, too. Yeah, it was big mid. Big mid. Damn. I, I didn't like that at all. Um... Gucci got a uh, new single with Lil Baby that I thought was pretty good. I ain't gonna lie. I thought that shit was decent. Called Both Sides. Old Gooch. Did you listen to the new D Smoking, sir? No. You you try, you, you're not trying to hear some new Spanish? Yeah, I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm afraid <laughs> honestly, I'm afraid to listen. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not with that. Um, I don't I don't want to be, you know, Spanish to death. Yeah. Nah, that, I haven't listened to it though. That nigga Gage dropped a track. Yeah, she's uh, uh, grandmother's grave. No, have y'all seen that show he has on YouTube? I haven't watched it yet. That's where, where yeah, where he's just giving people advice and they call in. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to get advice from Gates. No, I honestly need you just to, just to hear the advice that he's giving to people. <laughs> it's weird. Like he was telling us, well, right? Excuse me. Gates had a sex tape drop. I thought we talked yeah. about it, but you know, no, yeah. no, he did. I don't know if we talked about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I didn't know about that. <laughs> um, but no, he like he was telling this woman that uh, she can get rid of her herpes with her, which she changed her diet. Oh, because she was like, yeah, I have herpes. Like, do I tell? Do I like tell the people who I'm with? I'm with like right away. She was like, see, that's the problem. If you just change your diet, it'll flush from your system. Like you can get rid of it just by eating eating clean. <laughs> if you eat clean, if you change your diet, she was like, "Uh, no, no, this shit is forever." He was she like, "Nah, be skinny as hell with herpes." <laughs> she, she was like, "No, this is forever." He's like, "No, nah, it's not. That's what you've been told, but it's not true. If you change your diet, it'll flush from your body and you'll be clean." Right. And she was, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the case. Just remind me of niggas that I just be like, "Shut the fuck." <laughs> you talking about bro? some niggas don't need platforms yeah. <laughs> kevin gates is legit the nigga who you would want to like sit in the barbershop with yeah and just just to hear him talk like you don't really you just want to hear what he has to say just to be a fly on the wall just even go back and tell somebody and be like nah i don't believe that if black people stop buying 2k for three years we can solve systematic racism <laughs> Like, bro, what are you talking about, bro? Where are you getting these facts from? Uh, but uh, speaking of singles, uh, Black also dropped a single too called um, "ATL Freestyle," and it it I don't know if it's lead single worthy, but I don't even know if this was the lead single, but it, it was just alright to me. It's okay. You got a little video for it and everything. Um, but I think that's it, unless y'all got something else. Um, I don't. Think anything else happened? No. They it, took that nigga six nine video off YouTube for some reason. I think it was like a copyright claim or some shit. Um, so, I think everybody's starting to get tired of him. We'll see. Because it's, it's so much shit going on, and they're like, bro, we don't got time for your games right now. Uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that's about it, man. Um, yeah, we appreciate y'all for listening. I know this is a serious, a serious ass pod more than anything, but it just shows it's a sign of the times, man. It's just like, hey, and y'all, please continue to be safe when y'all protesting. Uh, thank you guys for being on the front lines. But please also remember, like, if you are out there protesting, you are coming in close contact with a lot of people. A coronavirus, COVID is still a real thing. Uh, so if you do choose to protest, just be considerate and aware of the individuals who you are at, who you are around after the fact. Keep everybody safe. Yeah. Because um, that shit going to spike. That no, shit, yeah, th- yeah. Those numbers going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're going to hop into shout outs real quick. You want to add a shout out to that or you shout out the protesters and shit? Uh, no, I'm going to add in a couple shout outs. Uh, my first shout out is to Designer, actually. Um, apparently he has a couple properties and what he has done is he has basically like waived all of, uh, his tenants rent for, I guess the foreseeable future due to, you know, people losing their jobs and all that. So it's just good to see that people are out there who can, you know, take the financial hit or doing it just to make sure that people are safe, got a roof over their head and just have one, you know, less, uh, less bill to worry about. So I appreciate that. I appreciate him doing that. Uh, then just another shout out to David Price of the L.A. Dodgers. He decided because they just cut like hundreds of thousands of minor league players. Um, he decided that he was going and they were only getting like four hundred dollars a month. But he decided uh, any of those players who aren't on the 40 man roster, uh, he's going to give them each a thousand dollars for the month of June. So that could, I mean, that could, that number could be high. But so salute him for that, for taking that step to make sure people are all right, man. Yeah, I think baseball is finito this year. They're not coming back. I mean, because they tried to fuck them over. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're not. I wouldn't either. So um, basketball, I can see it because they're actually going to pay them and they have to pay them. I think I think it's going to be prorated, but they're going to pay them most of what they what they're going to get. Um. Oh, go ahead, Don. Uh, I, I don't really uh, have a shout out, but I'm just shout out everybody. You know, um, everybody protesting, everybody out there. You know, uh, stay safe, like C said. Um, be careful. You know, definitely take into account Corona. Um, but just know that you you have our support. You know, we believe in you, and we feel like a, a message needs to be sent. And I just want to champion all of those people. Yeah, for real, man. Um, we definitely behind you. Uh, my shout out is to Frank Baker. Um, I don't. I, I should have wrote down what he did, but um, he does something. I think he's like an investment banker or something. Um, but he paid off all the students of Spelman's tuitions um, when they graduated. So that was pretty dope. So on top of the protesting, I, I always feel like it's dope to invest in, in black education and stuff like that. And for somebody to come out with no loans, that's 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 a huge blessing, man. I wish somebody would have been around to do that shit for me. <laughs> you know how but you know you know how annoyed you would have to be if like you spent your whole college like just trying to work to help keep everything down. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, like you finish, like damn, I could have had like all them evenings free. Yeah, like, you gonna be grateful, but you gonna, you gonna be hella salty a little bit too. Yeah, so that, that's that's always dope. Shout out to Frank Baker. 
Uh, but yeah, man, we appreciate you, all y'all for listening. We hope y'all learned something today. I know it was times where it got a little emotional, or you know, we cursing and something like that. But don't don't look at how we delivered the message. Look at the message, <laughs> and uh, you know, we're just passionate about what's going on, man. We being three black men, we've um, we've seen all this stuff, whether it happened to us or happened to somebody we've known. And eventually you just get tired of seeing it. Like even seeing it in like news reports, it drains you down. Like um, it's at one point I just I just felt like I had no energy because it just feels like when you feel like you don't have a chance in this world and your people don't have a chance and you just being treated unfairly, it just weighs on you. And on top of, you know, the stuff that you already have to deal with, with we in the middle of a pandemic where jobs are being lost and uh, you got violence in the community and stuff like that. And it's just like all this stuff on top of having to deal with injustice with police. And so, but we, like always, we're going to make it through. We just got to stick together and keep pushing, man. So uh, y'all got anything else to tell the people? Uh, just so we wrap, man, prayers, prayers, prayers to the Floyd family, prayers to the Taylor family, uh, prayers to the Arbery family. Just it, it, everything won't be in vain. It's unfortunate, but we're going to try to make sure that, you know, their names are remembered and changes brought from all of this. So we're going to keep fighting the fight. I agree. All right, man. Well, whatever you can do to help, help. Like nobody asking you. You don't have to be on the front lines, but if you can donate to a bail fund, or you can donate to a business to help them rebuild black business or whatever, just you know, go ahead and do it. So, uh, we appreciate y'all for listening. This has been episode seventy-four, and we will catch y'all next week. Peace.